Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Welcome back, everyone, to another great episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record, your Elder Scrolls gameplay and news podcast. From Arena to Skyrim and Elder Scrolls Online. I almost said nude that just then. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a great start. Your Elder Scrolls nude podcast. <laughs> Thank God it's just radio. <laughs> oh, man. Available for download. On iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, and QuestGamingNetwork.com. Today's record date is Morndas, the 20th of First Seed, and I am your host. And fellow Tamrielic Traveler who totally digs the fact that there was a rifle involved in Liz's father's pre-nuptials, rather, Evarwin. Yeah, you did. I did, actually. Um, I, I, uh, I do, as a, as a man who has potty trained at gunpoint, I can appreciate a gunshot Good wedding. Good lord! <laughs> That's horrible! Well, if he stopped pissing on all the furniture, he wouldn't have had to worry. <laughs> Poo, damn it! Okay! <laughs> yeah. Kept blaming the dog and the cat, but, you know, it didn't work. Well, that's one way to keep the kid regular. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Damn proud out of it, too. <laughs> uh, of course, we are joined by the one and only, the Queen of the Umalot. And she just flew in from a wedding, guys. And boy, her arm's tired. Liz, Mistress LeBeau. Wow. What? Come up with that all by yourself? I did, actually. Oh, no, I should have said uh, 1957 called. Want your joke back? Yeah. Eh. Hey, I'll uh, get back to you. No have day. you gone to the, the courthouse to change everything so that you have your umlauts? Oh my god! <laughs> so my dad just got married to a very German woman, and he's decided that the U in our last name is going to have an umlaut. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So it changes it. It changes it to like Jürgen. <laughs> because that's a Y sound, I think. Is what I don't Jürgen. Jürgen. So your father, Jürgen just... Windcaller. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't have umlauts, did he? Your father just changed the pronunciation yeah, of the whole family's last name. I've got a picture of the of the, the, the oh whatever pamphlet. I was going to say brochure, but whatever they gave out. <laughs> you know, Liz is a grown ass adult, and you know, there she is. Her father's telling her you're going to change your name, woman. <laughs> Liz, <laughs> Mistress LeBeau, Liz Jurgen, everyone. <laughs> Jurgen, where's Joe? <laughs> where's Joe? Joe, is that Bavarian? Is it... <laughs> I don't know. I I, I uh, texted her before the show or before I left, and I was like, "Teach me how to speak German, like tomorrow." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh boy. Hey. Well, um, there's that. 
unfortunately, uh, Rob <laughs> Rob couldn't be here today, and this is super unfortunate for him because he'd be having a field day right now with our uh, our our Liz Jurgen. <laughs> yeah, he would. Um, but uh, yeah, Rob got real sick. He's got um, what is he? He's, uh, he's like coughing coughing stuff up now. Has he got like bronchitis or something? Yeah, um, it's probably the same thing my niece just had, and probably what I have, which is why you can hear me coughing, and I'm trying to mute. Um, it's going around. It sucks. It is. It it is going around. There is definitely a thing going around. Uh, Jenny had um, Jenny had has something now. My father was sick. I'm probably oh. going to be getting sick again. I'm on vacation. I'm going to be sick, getting sick again. I'm sure. Of course, because you're on vacation. Listen, you know, um, considering the week that I had two weeks ago, um, and and by the way, guys, if you suffered through the um, uh, ESOTR microblog that I put out, me sounding all miserable and sick, uh, you deserve a trophy. So thank you. It was good, though. It had a lot of information in there. And you got two points. Boom. Thank you. Thank you. I I appreciate that. Um, I woke up that day, and I was just like, you know what? We can't do a show, so I'm just going to push this out. Um, and so I appreciate you saying that. Uh, but Rob, I uh, hope you feel better, and uh, we'll see him on uh, next next episode. Next episode, he'll be here. Um, hopefully, on Dancing with Daggers. I I hope he's on Dancing with the Stars. Wouldn't that be great if Rob was on Dancing? Oh with the my stars? God! That, that sounds amazing. Please, somebody Photoshop that. <laughs> Photoshop Rob as Mr. T because he's in the next season. Oh my <laughs> God! Make sure you get the Mohawk and the gold chains yeah. too. You know. I'll tell you something about Mr. T. As as, t- as much of a tough guy as Mr. T is, I bet you, I bet you, he's light on his toes. Oh, I think he was a boxer, so yeah. Yeah, see that? There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, this man could tell you, to the exact degree, how large a soul needs to be to fill a large soul gem and the difference between it and one that could fill a black soul gem. Mike, the Tamrielic Historian. Well, I was just reading this book last night, and actually, there's a chapter that I was reading, and it actually says that even if one were to ignore the guild's stricter strictures against the necromantic arts used to power black soul gems, it is dangerous for the caster to handle them for long. If a soul gem is not precisely the correct size of the encased souls, small bits of the caster's soul may leak into the gem when it is touched. So I'm going to pass out black soul gems at the next Christmas party. At work? Oh, no, here at, at QGN. Oh, okay. That's get awful. all your souls. All right. That's wonderful. Thanks. <laughs> It'll be like Andre the Giant in uh, uh, Princess Bride. I'm here for your soul. <laughs> yeah. for soul. I am here for your soul. <laughs> you are here, and I am here. But you, <laughs> you will not be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, okay. He's so awesome. I know, right? Like, just just the fact that Mark had that, like, off the top of his head is (laughs) hilarious. Come on. It's one of the, and there's so many quotable lines from that movie. Well, yeah, but I mean, that one's not, you want a peanut? Anybody? (laughs) That's not exactly, you know, uh, Mandy Patankin's, uh, you know, you killed my father, prepare to die. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little bit more obscure. (laughs) That's the word, obscure. So, speaking of obscure, uh, this gentleman right over here uh, may be a slightly obscure, only because he likes to hide in the shadows and pen such works as a not-so-brief history of the Empire. The entire series, folks, which was truncated for your reading pleasure in-game. The one, the only, the last of his kind, Mark the Sonarist. 
I am almost done the twelfth volume of the table of contents. Eventually, I'll get to the A's. <laughs> this is going to be like the history of Middle Earth series, isn't it? <laughs> Not as wordy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, just savage to Tolkien. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, poet laureate. <laughs> The man was not known for his brevity. (laughs) (laughs) Cover your ears, Tolkien fans, but I had this discussion with Jenny last night. Um, Her and I, uh, she can't. She she loves The Hobbit. All right? She can't get through Fellowship of the Ring. It took me eight months to read Fellowship of the Ring because of exactly what you're saying. I just, it was just so long. I've never gotten through Fellowship of the Ring. I tell you, you know, we've got an ad coming up here soon, and you could get Fellowship of the Ring on Audible Mm -hmm. and listen to it on your next extensive plane or car ride. Yeah, Mm, I've got a I've got a plane trip that I'm planning in October, so that might be an idea. There it is. Tell you to Boston and back. I still didn't finish the Fellowship of the Ring. (laughs) (laughs) I was stuck in traffic, and I still got bored. Twelve hours of, of of travel, and I think we had just gotten to the uh, council at uh, Rivendell. Wow, <laughs> wow! I'm gonna I'm gonna download this podcast. What do they mean that it's ten gigabytes? <laughs> For That's, part one. I'm not downloading the Bible. Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought up uh, Audible because. Um, jumping into our Audible ad, all right. What I want to do is, I just want to, um, I just want to let you know that, um, of course, Audible is one of our our sponsors, and you can you can get a free book if you go to uh, free trial, right? <laughs> yeah, Audible trial. Audible trial. Quest Gaming Network. Thank you, Liz. Slash Quest Gaming Network. AudibleTrial.com slash Quest Gaming Network. I completely forgot the link. Um, but <laughs> I, I want you to check this out, okay? Uh, this is Doctor Who The Lost Stories, the fourth Doctor box set. This this is the kind of, of audiobooks you're getting right here on Audible. I'm playing this on my phone. This is Audible. It's, it's not just some stuffy old guy reading. Right now it's music. Yeah, of course it's uh, music. It's the opening. That's the opening to the audiobook. So I'm sure you're not uh, texting me because that's your your text. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. It gives you a whole a whole Doctor Who thing, right? This is Doctor Who: The Lost Stories, the fourth Doctor box set. This is how it begins. It's like a it's like an episode that you can just hear. And, and hold on, here we go. Some of the background noises. I ask you, it's not my fault. All my life I've lived here. Voice acting. Never had a puncture, not one. There it is. So, um, just a, a tiny little taste there of the kind of books that you have here on Audible. And I, I don't know if this ad works. I'm sure it's goofy just like me. But my point is, is that you're, it's not just some stuffy old guy, you know, see, America's favorite old fart sitting in front of a, of a, of a, uh, of a uh, fireplace reading, reading a book. It's not, it's not that. It's, um, it's, it's, a uh, you know, these books are really good. Um, so they're, uh, voice acted. Um, lots of music in the background, lots of atmosphere in the background, and it's you know it's not America's favorite old fart reading reading the book. It's it's uh, it's a lot of great talent and voice acting going on there. So audibletrial.com/slash/questgamingnetwork, and uh, let me know if that's something we should never ever do again. An ad of that type. <laughs> I liked it. 
Yeah, you like that, Mike? Yeah, I liked hearing the Doctor Who soundtrack. I like it. Oh, yay, somebody said hi to us in the chat. Oh. Um, Was it the same guy who was throwing the mud balls at us? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention, honestly. (laughs) Uh, I had to slap my mud balls just because of that. Yes. I had them ready. By the way, Liz, uh, our last episode, someone gifted me over 100 100 mud balls. Oh. Yeah, so. (laughs) um, Nice. Armed and dangerous. Mm -hmm. Armed and ready to get you. I'm not going to tell you what somebody gifted me. I don't want to know. How about that? <laughs> Big thank you to our Patreon supporters and also from uh, our iTunes five-star reviewers and to Letterer from the United States. Thank you very much for uh, sponsoring our show in part today and for the five-star review on iTunes and Letterer. Um, okay. Things got a little jumbled around, all right, but uh, we're ready to jump uh, back on with some of this stuff. Um, quick to mention, Mark. Quick to mention, because yes. Mike, we got a we got a big presentation from Mike coming up. I want him to rest his uh, his his uh, sultry voice. Mike <laughs> Yeah. Well, first of all, we have QGN Con coming up. Uh, that's going to be Wednesday, October fourth, um, this year at the Baseball Center in Manhattan. Um, we're going to have podcast, live podcasts. I'm going to run some D and D, um, just come on down. It's going to be a great time. Yeah. Magic, the gathering tournament. Um, yep. plus we're going to be doing a, uh, in-game guild run as well for those who, who can't make it. So it's going to be, it's going to be a good time. I see you guys hiding over here. I, I, I may have, uh, killed the orc that kept shoving me out of the way while we were in line. Oh, oh. It, it, it sort of hit a limit. <laughs> uh, now, uh, we also have the podcast email group. Um, we will email you with updates as to when we're going to record the live shows, and we'll email you the show after we're done recording. Just sen- simply send us an email to record at gmail.com and just ask to be in the group. And, of course, uh, don't forget to turn, if you, know, you really like uh, Elder Scrolls stuff, don't forget to tune in on Fridays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern standard time for another episode of dancing with daggers our daggerfall covenant centered stream for eso uh for eso tamriel unlimited um also you can follow the daggers on twitter at esotr daggers oh yeah over to you of arwin hey all right so um i mean mud balls (laughs) ah all right well well pack up your mud balls liz and let's uh let's get going We're in game right now, folks, and um, as as we are going to be for this episode and the next episode during our new format trial, uh, I've gotten a lot of great feedback on that. Uh, please keep it coming. If there's anything about the format, that, the new format that you don't like, we want to know about it so we can adjust because uh, we are still in the trial phase. Uh, we're in Craglorn right now, and uh, I'm going to uh, start uh, leading this group out into Craglorn. We're going to have fun just just killing stuff left and right. Uh, but I want to give the mic over to, to uh, I want to give the mic over to Mike. Uh, Mike's Mike's got the speaking stick. Um, Mike, you were just at PAX last week. And- yeah, so people you know who are watching the stream might notice something that I'm wearing. So if you stood in line at the Bethesda booth, they had some nice swag. I got the Morrowind T-shirt for playing the Battlegrounds trial, and I got the Quake T-shirt for playing the Quake demo. So they had some nice swag. Uh, but I'm not allowed That's to touch computers nice anymore at PAX. What? Yeah. Um, what did you do? 
Well, I crashed ESO as I tried to get into Battlegrounds, all the way to desktop. I crashed Conan when I tried to uh, find the Schlong Slider. <laughs> and I crashed the Switch when I was playing Zelda. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, yeah, so I don't think that they want me anywhere near computers ever again if I ever to go to one of these things again. You know, Mike, <laughs> I'm, I make the jokes about, you know, this is why we can't have nice things. This is why this we is can't why. have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly why. <laughs> um, so, Liz, what are you doing? So Come on. Uh, but while I was there, I got to meet a huge number of nice people. Uh, and I just, you know want to you know give call outs to who i got to talk with or shake hands or you know just meet in general uh, so i got to meet rich lambert and uh he bought me a drink uh on the second day i got to meet uh, matt foyer uh, i got to meet gina bruno who i wasn't expecting to because when i had sent her and jess an email uh, just replied saying that they weren't going to be there hey. but last second gina uh was called in so she was there uh, i got to meet evan Berman. uh he hey. is one of the uh sauce or not the sauce the bethesda um, community managers, and he gave me a tour around, and we talked for quite a bit. I got to shake hands with Pete Hines. Craz uh, uh, pretty much jumped the barrier to give me a hug when uh, I saw her and said hello. Uh, Wicked Wolf and She Wolf were there, and uh, we got to play and stand in line for an hour and a half waiting to play Zelda. Uh, Amy Kelly from Iron Bank, uh, I belong to Iron Bank, and we hung out and went to dinner along with Miss Biz and Map. Uh, he flew in all the way from Australia for PAX East. And wow. roaming around New York State somewhere right now in the freezing cold because he was going to do the whole tour thing. And they don't have snow in Australia. Not the kind like we can. Oh, <laughs> oh my. Oh, uh, I got guy. to meet uh, Casual Ranger, uh, Beer Bong Jin, and Fang Rush. And so... Uh, yeah, it was kind of really cool to meet all these people that you, you hear about, that you see on Twitter or you see doing their streams, things like that, uh, and actually get to shake hands and ask questions. So it was really kind of cool. That's great. All right. Uh, uh, Liz and Mike, are you uh, coming out with... Uh... What, what? I'm already what out here waiting managing? for you. Where the hell are you guys? We're we're uh, we're, we're going to be uh, traversing Craghorn as, as Mike uh, gives his, his uh, presentation. Um, so I did stand in line for about 40 minutes, I think, on Friday to get to play the Battlegrounds. Uh, and it was definitely well worth it. Uh, we got to play the uh, first one that they showed on ESO Live this past uh, weekend, or this past uh, Friday, where uh, it is the, uh, the, the, the lava field, um, you know, the crater that they are you know, in there working on. It's right. part of Red Mountain. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's a very wide open battleground field. Um, we did the death match, which is pretty much, you know, your team, you know, the orange team, the green team, or the purple team, uh, pretty much battled it out uh, as, for 15 minutes to accumulate the best score. Um, you know, so you have to kill off other players. How long did you have to wait online? I, I, this, this is one of the things I, because I, I saw that the lines were like massive over there. Yeah, so the average line uh, for some of these places was about an hour to two hours for some of the big games. Like, we spent an hour and 40 minutes to play the Switch. Um, I spent about 40 minutes, I'd say, maybe 50, to play ESO's Battlegrounds for about 15 minutes. Um, 
So it wasn't, you know, overly daunting, but that was Friday. Saturday when I went to get in, uh, it was locked out twice. Uh, and it was like, ooh, you know, that was that, there was that many people on Saturday. So I did a lot of indie games on Saturday, uh, which was really cool because I got to play um, this one called Antihero. And it's uh, a little, uh, um, you know, like a turn-based uh, thing we play it. Uh, you know, it's kind of... Anti, <laughs> anti-hero? Anti-hero is Okay. And uh, it's it's in its alpha stage. It'll be out on Steam later this year. Uh, I got to play one where it's kind of like the first, uh, Teenage Ninja Turtles, where you played uh, this little Italian guy playing around. Like, my God, uh, we're we're kind of losing your audio a little bit. Yeah, might be due to the sound. Yeah, um, um, Jesus, hold on. Is that any better? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I got to play all kinds of indie games on Saturday. I got to see some board games, uh, you know, Fall of the Elder Gods, um, just some really cool stuff that was there. Um, but it definitely was, was an experience, to say the least. Well, I can imagine. Uh, but I, I want to, I mean, I, I mean, this is this is all good stuff, Mike, but I mean, I want to hear about some of the Elder Scrolls stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, tell me about tell me about Battlegrounds and whatnot, because that's, I think a, lo- a lot of the listeners are really excited about, you know, Battlegrounds info coming out. Yeah, so it was 15 minutes of gameplay, uh, and so you got to play one round in a battle. Uh, so this is what those games are meant to be. It's 15 minutes. So you, you log in, you queue up, and you get to play. And I was talking with Rich uh, as the, uh, the entire thing was going on, and one of the big things that they're working on is grouping mechanics. So what they don't want to have is people feeling like they're getting just raked over holes by a, a, a better team, uh, you know, just because, you know, they're a lower level character, they, they're pugging it, whatever the case might be. So they're spending a lot of time working on those mechanics where uh, you will, you know, when you queue up to, to, to enter the battlegrounds, that you're not going to, you know, find it an unenjoyable event because, you know, if you're coming in as a group to try and place you against other groups, if you're coming in, let's say at level 30, they're going to try and place you against other level 30s. Um, so it's it's meant to be. Ba- they're working on ways to balance the system uh, as best as they possibly can. Okay. Now, did you see any issues with with that with uh, trying getting queued up with people who were of your of your character's level? Now, because in this system, the way it's set up there, it's 12 people that are already pre-selected on a a, a local server. So, you know, when you got in, everybody queued in and the battleground started when everybody got on. Um, so it wasn't the, it wasn't like, you know, there was no wait time because it's not on public capabilities. So once all 12 of us were in game and queued up to go, we were ready to go. The other thing is, is that they all had pre-made characters. So they asked us not to go in and make a new character to use one of the five pre-made uh, characters. Uh, so, you know, first I got in and I'm like, oh, I'm going to play a Nightblade. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I just spent almost 50 minutes in line. I be- and the Warden's here. I better play the Warden class because if I don't play the Warden class, I might not give you a chance to play the Warden class until it comes back in. I can play a Nightblade anytime I want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You got to, I mean, you got to try the Warden while you're, yeah. while you're there. And, you know, the other thing is, is that they're looking at making it right now without CP. So it's, you know, 
a, a huge difference right there that is going to be a big part of this is that uh, after their tests uh, over the last couple of weeks where they took CP away, uh, you're not, you actually spend a lot more time fighting uh, and less time, you know, because right now, like if you go into any of the CP campaigns in Cyrodiil, some of these guys have their builds like maxed out with the regen and everything else and you just get hit and you're dead, you hit and you're dead, hit and you're dead. And by taking the CP away, it was a, a much longer fight on average in these battles. Really? Uh, so did you get a yeah. chance to try it with the uh, the champion points or without the champion points? They had all the champion points turned off. <clears throat> okay. So so no champion points. Um, the thing that I found the strangest, I guess, is I'm not used to playing uh, keyboard and uh, mouse. Yeah, you, you do it on the controller. You play. Yes, yeah, but I don't controller. use the native controller support. I use a, a third-party controller capability. Uh huh. So it's it's kind of weird on top of that. But uh, they also had like every time somebody came in and used the system, whatever they did to the controls did not go back to the default for the next person. So there I am hitting buttons and nothing is happening. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> well, whoever was ahead of me had changed all of the buttons to whatever they're used to playing. And so like, I couldn't get the weapon to swap. I couldn't activate resources or ultimates. I'm like, yeah, this is frustrating as hell. Yeah, of but, course. You know, luckily I know how to play the game. And so I went in and, you know, we found all the keybinds after one of the deaths because uh, I was like, I, I can't do this. And so I rebound it, and then all of a sudden it was really, you know, smooth. It was nice to play, and I could actually without a problem. That you could what? I could play with mouse and keyboard without a problem. You could play mouse. But, you and know, keyboard if you don't know problem. what button you're pushing to do something, you never, you, know, you don't know what's going on. Um, but you know, so once that was cleared up, it was actually really fun. Uh, I died probably about six or seven times during it, um, and I got to play the warden class, which you know. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, the other thing is that they didn't have it set up for like um, a lot of um, uh, since a lot of people coming into play aren't you know. Have all right, guys, well, stop, stop for a second, Mike. Um, okay. All right, let's let's head back to uh, to Belkarth, guys, because there's there's something wrong here with the uh, the the, uh, the audio <clears throat> and uh, Mike trying to uh, trying to talk and. Um, you know, this is this is just not working out. We're gonna have to figure something else out when it comes to this. Okay. Um. But uh. Okay. So so go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. So uh. You know. So a lot of people who come into play aren't ESO players. Uh. So one of the things they did is they set all of the classes. Uh. They set them to max level, and they gave them the uh, uh, five skills and an ultimate from the skill line for each one, and then on the second bar, another five skills. And the ultimate. So, uh, when you you got in, you actually played the class without like weapon skills or armor skills or anything like that. Uh, you played it using your um, your base skills. So you know, like teleport strike for a night blade, uh, or um, so no morphs. Yeah, no morphs, but also you know just you know class skills. So that you know changed the feel of it also a little bit. That um, you ended up. Um, playing a character that is a true base character um but you know it, it it felt decent i guess you know i didn't die a lot i felt like you know i when i did die it wasn't like you know i was being swarmed or overpowered by a single character 
Uh, and, you know, I got to play the warden. And so, you know, once I figured everything out as to what was going on, uh, I had two bars. I had pretty much an attack bar and a uh, 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 mitigation bar. And on the attack bar, uh, I used the deep fisher a lot, which is summon a Hajimoto, those little turtles. Mm-hmm. And it burrows along and does some damage to the enemies that are in your wake. Uh, I had the bear uh, that was out as a tank for me. Uh, I ended up using a lot of the blue Betty because I didn't know what the heck it did, and I was trying to figure it out. And all it does really is uh, restores Magicka and gives you major sorcery. So it doesn't actually do any attacks, uh, but you know you don't really have a lot of time to read all the skill lines and figure out what everything does. So I would call up the blue Betty, it would follow me around, and I'm like, why is it not damaging anybody? Uh, the screaming, screaming cliff racer, you got to throw that down and bomb people with it. <laughs> You know, and all of those are, you know, pretty standard stuff for what we see. You know, the, you, you get a little pet follower that comes behind you. Uh, the cool stuff was actually on the back bar. Uh, so on the back bar, I had uh, two ice effects. I had the impaling shards, which actually, you know, is kind of like... Well, hold on, uh, hold on, Mike. Shard. Before before we get in, uh, before we start getting into the weeds with some of this stuff, <clears throat> generally speaking, all right, Tell me about how the warden was. I mean, you're 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 playing the warden at PAX. You've got 15 minutes in one battleground to do this. Tell me how generally, generally it felt. What what did you what did you want to do when you sat down to play the warden, and what did you feel like was accomplished? So when I sat down to play, first off, you know it is PvP, so sure. there is that. Um, yeah, I was as I told Rich, I was really hoping to see even if it was a little part of the zone uh, that was, you know, quarantined off for the PVE, but we didn't get to do that. Um, when I sat down to play, you know, the first thing is, is, okay, how much damage can I do? How much, you know, how do I mitigate some of this, uh, you know, to take on other players for domination? And, you know, it really, my if I were, was playing a Nightblade, especially since I know what a Nightblade can do, you know, I think it would have been a lot more, uh, fun to play the battleground, but I wanted to play the warden to see how the warden played. And I did some damage. You know, I relied he- a lot on heavy attacks, light attacks, some weaving, uh, but it wasn't overpowered. What were you, um, what were you looking to it, do with uh, with the warden when you when you logged in? I mean, when you when you did you build the class, or they had a predetermined one for you? It was all predetermined with uh, necropotence as your uh, as a five piece that you had. I can't remember what the other five piece was that they had on us. Um, was there like a basic description as to this this particular warden template is meant to do this, this one's meant to do that? No, Nothing. None of that. Okay. Just, you know, log in, pick one of the five, and go at it. And, and uh, it was it was one of the five classes that were already predetermined? Yes. So you okay. could have played a Sork, you could have played a Dragon Knight, a Templar, um, uh, a uh, warden. Uh, just, you know, you pick one of them, and they all had just class skills. Okay. So. Okay. All right, so then so then you jump in with this warden to, to PvP, and how did it feel? Uh, it felt decent. Uh, yeah, as I said, you know, if I was playing a Nightblade, I probably would have done a lot better and felt a lot uh, more, you know, secure and strong in the way that I was playing because uh, I'm used to playing a Nightblade. But, you know, the Warden had some nice things to it, uh, such as the Hajimoto, uh, you know, that was very direct. You aimed at it, you hit the button, and it came out and did its thing and did some damage. Uh, 
you know, it had some stranger things uh, like uh, some of the uh, the healing stuff where you ended up having flowers sprout around you. And you're like, what is going on with all these flowers? Yeah. And you know, just, it doesn't, you know, it, you know, until we get used to having this in our hands, it's going to feel kind of strange. Okay. Um, well, it's a new class. Looking, what's that? It's a new class. It's it's yeah. gonna it's gonna do that. It's it's gonna yeah. feel uh, you know different, and that's good. You yeah. want you want a new class to feel different. You don't want it to feel exactly like the other classes. Exactly. You know, there were things that uh, you know, like the ice shard, which felt like you know some of the other stuff that we've seen from the Dragon Knight or the uh, the Sork, where you know it throws out an ice shard and you know hits the person square in the chest type of thing. Uh, you know, we've seen these kind of things in other classes. But it also had these healing things where, like, flowers and mushrooms bloom all over the place. And you're like, what is it doing? You know, and, you know, until you read the tooltip, you know, it, it's hard to understand what's going on. Because it's the, the way it heals is not like the Templar healing with the, the radiant auras. Um, you know, and then, um, you know, they, I had got a chance to use the Frost Cloak, which puts this giant shell around you of like ice it's almost like ice armor and that oh, i thought cool. was really cool graphically yeah uh and you know it you know it cracks and then falls off as you know you end up dying or end up taking damage so you know it they, they spent a lot of time with the graphics uh associated with the class all right <clears throat> um now this was this was a, a another thing that i sort of wanted to present today as well um, the warden skills and the passives, which I feel like we're kind of naturally walking into a moment like that right now, um, with, with sort of your discussion here. Um, so I'm going to let you take the reins on this one, Mike, and just, just kind of, you know, walk us through just a little bit here as to how, cause you actually played the class, but there is some discussion right now that, you know, so, of course, with anything, you've got both ends of the spectrum here. Some people are saying, um, the warden skills and passives that were, were leaked onto the forums um, from PAX that the warden looks way overpowered and some people are saying no, that doesn't look the case at all. Uh, you had yeah. 15 minutes with this class. I mean, what do you, what do you think? Do you, do you, did you get that feeling of way overpowered or did you get that feeling of I'm not doing the amount of DPS that I thought I, I would be doing? Yeah, so like a lot of people, uh, as soon as they saw that video, the 10-minute the, the video on uh, what was go, you know, the uh, Naryu video where the Warden was introduced, yeah. as soon as that came out, there was a, a, a forum thread that said, nerf the Warden. Sure. Without even like, you know, thinking or blinking or, you know, getting to actually see what the class is about or what it does. And... From talking to people that were intimately involved in the generation of the warden, it's not going to be a um, min maxer's like greatest friend. So, like if you're a min maxer who you know loves burst damage, the warden is not going to be able to generate the same kind of burst damage that let's say a nightblade can do. Uh, it's not going to have the dot capability that a uh, a, um, a dragon knight has. You know, it's got healing capability, but it's not the same amount or level of healing that you're going to get if you're playing a healing Templar. Right. Yeah, it's a very middle of the road utility type class. Now, this class is really going to excel, I feel, and things like um, um, the uh, uh, 
the arena there, uh, the one that Rob owns. Oh, Master Marina? The Master Marina. Okay. Because you're going to have, you know, sustained capability. You're going to be able to self-heal, uh, you know, much easier than if you are any other class. Uh, you're going to have tanking capability. You're going to have DPS capability. It's going to be that kind of class where it's self-sufficient, but it's not going to be something that the, you know, your min-maxer who, you know, wants to generate, you know, 40,000, you know, plus numbers in DPS is going to want to play. Um, you know, now maybe, you know, as they tweak it, that things will change. But, you know, I really got this feeling that, you know, this is not meant to be a min-max character. Which I think in and of itself is is a criticism. Um you know, if you're if you've got uh, if you've got any sort of MMO experience beyond Elder Scrolls Online and beyond just one game, um, you, you sort of you've sort of seen this. Um, we, you know, I mean, think World of Warcraft is a fantastic example. When they started doing their hero classes back in what 2007 to 2006, um, maybe even before then, if I'm remembering it correctly, uh, with their with their Death Knight. Where um, the the they came out with a new class and it was just and I'm just speaking specifically about the Death Knight in World of Warcraft. It was way overpowered and it was like the Omni class. It could do anything. Um, it could it could tank. It was the best tank in the game. It was like the best DPS in the game. Um, I don't know about healing, but um, I don't think it had a, a healing component to it. But it could self heal very very well. Um, so, um, and that's not the only game, uh, to ever have done something, uh, like that. And, and I, I've seen the criticism that a lot of people are, are looking at the, um, the skills of the warden as they are right now and, and sort of saying like this, this kind of feels like, you know, the world of Warcraft death Knight, where it's like an Omni class, it's, it's going to be able to do everything. And if you read some of these skills, um, it does sound like they they need to they do need to to nerf you know one or two of these. Um, for example, you know off air, Mike, we were talking about in the green balance tree. You've got healing thicket. Mm -hmm. There's this green balance tree. It's an ultimate. Okay, it's called healing thicket. It's an instant cast on the ground, and it costs seventy five ultimate. All right. The other thing about this is so that's a very low cost ultimate. It's an instant cast on the ground, right? Yep. And it instantly heals the lowest health ally in the area and then heals all of the allies in the area every second for six seconds. And then when you morph this thing, it has two morphs. It has one morph where when you when healing a low health ally returns 20 ultimate, 20 out of 75, just healing a low health ally. So you're going to regain that, that 75 ultimate back very, very quickly. Or you can morph it where it just adds more healing over time. Um, considering you know the fact that uh, Templars are are pretty much the the uh, the number one and supposed to be the the number one heal in healer in the game, um, this does seem like it might be a little bit pushed, a little bit. Yeah. Now you're playing a Templar right now, right? Yeah. So what does the rite of passage do for you? Because right now I'm at a, on a website that doesn't actually give like proper numbers. It just says X number of health. Right. Now, hold on. I think Liz is trying is to jump in. Is 
I'm, I'm in there. Where? Uh, your rite of passage. It's the ultimate for uh, your restoring light. Yeah. Because it's going to be oh, the equivalent. I've got, oh, I've got remembrance. I don't. Okay. So, well, what does that do? Uh, remembrance uh, channel the grace of the gods, healing nearby allies for six thousand something every one second. Reduces the damage to allies in the target area by twenty three percent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, I've got maybe. um, I've got rite of passage. Okay. Okay. First of all, okay, right so of- now the radius. First thing to look at is the radius is on the um, the warden is going to be eight meters, oh, okay. versus the radius on the restoring lights are going to be twenty meters. Yep. So you know, so that that's one thing right there is it, it's going to cover a lot more people. You know. Rite of passage. Okay, the cha- it's a channel. First of all, it's not even an instant cast, and it channels for four seconds. Uh, yeah, the, the, the radius is much, much larger. It is 20 meters, but it only lasts for four seconds versus the six. Mm-hmm. And now this is healing thicket before it gets morphed, when there is an option to add more healing over time, yeah. too. The cost on Rite of Passage is 120 ultimate versus healing thicket's 75 ultimate. And healing thicket also has a morph where it returns 20 ultimate every time you heal a low health ally. So, um, comparing Rite of Passage, and this is Rite of Passage 4, by the way, um, comparing Rite of Passage to Healing Thicket as, as ultimates, like I said, clearly it, it seems on paper that Healing Thicket's a bit pushed. Um, you know, and, and also keep in mind, we're also not talking about um, health numbers either uh my my health here it's saying channel the grace of the gods right like liz was saying healing you and nearby allies for four thousand health every second and it lasts for four seconds so do the math roughly that's well well over what well over twenty five thousand health mm-hmm. for 120 ultimate um i'm not looking at numbers here for healing thicket um uh, mike i mean you had a, I think you had a link at one point where you saw some numbers. Yeah, some... so Maybe. let's see here. Maybe some... uh, so one ally gets 7,000, and then all allies get 3,500 every second for six seconds. So that does seem a little heavy-handed there, but you have to be within that eight meters uh, for it to work. Really so, close. So it's really yeah. close versus... A twenty-meter radius will fill up most rooms in the game. And now, and... now when we add on the fact that you've got two morphs, okay, this is unmorphed healing thicket, by the way. Now let's look at the morph, where the healing, uh, healing a low health ally is going to return twenty ultimate. This is twenty out of That's... seventy-five ultimate, folks. Mm-hmm. You're going to be popping this off a hell of a lot faster than I am. Um, also, the other morph is adds more healing over time. I don't know if that means it's more time with the same numbers or bigger numbers with the same time. I, I think it's bigger numbers over the same time. I'm guessing it doesn't stack because as much as you can pop that thing off, uh, I hope it doesn't stack. Yeah. So, now, you know, the big thing to remember is this is still four months out. Yes. So, yes, you know, who knows what we're going to get in the end? Because one of the things I was talking with Rich about, somebody had come up where we were talking and they were asking... If you know, it's good. They said, "Oh, it's good to see that the uh, warden class has made it out of out of the alpha stage uh, from back when the game pre-launched." And he's like, "Oh no, it's 
the name's the same, but everything else has changed. A lot of the skills that were part of that were given to the Sork and spread out to some other classes. So this is, you know, completely different class. And from talking to a couple other people, it's a completely different class, you know, in terms of numbers and what it does than when they first even started making this uh, six months to a year ago. Mm. So, you know, so the, you know, we've got four more months. We have not gone through any play testing other than that one week where they brought in a couple of uh, uh, people to do some play testing at Bethesda and what they've shown at PAX now. So yeah. I have this feeling we're going to see, you know, some changes. And uh, even, you know, with those changes, even if it was the way it is right now, it's still not a min-maxers like, you know, dream class. Sure. Well, I, I also want to add in this. Um, you know, we're talking about we're talking about one one skill right now in in the warden. OK, um, I haven't looked at every single skill and I'm not going to. Um, I just, you know. It is what it is. Um, just at, at first glance, it does look like it's it's a little bit pushed. But like Mike is saying, you know, is this? Do I think that this is a moment where we should be, you know, uh, grabbing pitchforks and, and knives and going to uh, uh, to Baltimore at Zoss's uh, studios? No, absolutely not. What I what I do think though is that uh, player the play the PTS with the warden is going to be very 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 important. I am also disappointed in. Um, in the the design idea for for the warden in general, and I'll explain what I mean by that. Um, no matter what the numbers are, no matter what the skills are, what we have right now is is a class that can tank, heal, and DPS. In a game of classes that could tank, heal, and DPS, but they're definitely being pushed into one of those roles versus the other two. Prime example: the Dragon Knight. The Dragon Knight can definitely tank. It's a fantastic tank. It is meant to be, you can tell, if you play the Dragon Knight as a tank, the Dragon Knight is meant to be the game's primary, easiest to get into tank role. It's also a very, very good DPS. Try healing, however, on the Dragon Knight. You're not going to have as easy of a time with a Resto Staff as a Dragon Knight in your hand versus a Templar. And the rest of the classes are just kind of that way. The Sork is, is probably, um, you know, hands down the best, without even thinking about it, the best ranged DPSer in the game. Um, the um, the, uh, the Nightblade, probably just the best overall DPSer in, in the game, um, can do really good uh, ranged DPS numbers, but not going to really beat out the, uh, the Sork. Um, Seven times out of ten on that. I think it just naturally allies itself with, with ranged DPS. The Warden doesn't have that. The Warden is just like, it just feels as if, if you look at these skills, it is meant to do everything and and be good at it, but not great at it, and that's what I object to. Yeah, and that's exactly. It's right. it's meant to be good, but not great. And, you know, so it's, it, you know, you're going to be able to tank with it. You're going to be able to, to heal with it. You're going to be able to do DPS with it. You know, depending on what you put your points into, what you, what gear you're wearing. But, you know, is it going to beat out the best in class Templar? I don't think so. Right. Is it going to beat out the best in class, you know, um, Dragon Knight for tanking? I don't think so. You know, is it going to be the best DPS? I definitely don't think so. Uh, even though it's supposed to be, you know, pushed towards DPS. Um, you know, yeah, I have, you know, a Nightblade DPS. I have, 
uh, four tanks, one in each class, just so that you know I could try them out. You know, the DK is definitely the easiest tank. You know, with what its skills are, what it has. You know, but if you you know look, I'll choose Throngard nine times out of ten if you know we really need a tank to you know do something, and he's a Templar tank. Yeah. My, you know, because my, the sustain is there with him. My preference, my preference on on this is is just that, like like every other class in the game, the warden is is pushed toward a certain role, but fulfills the other roles with uh, fulfills the other roles too, and and one of those one of those roles out of the three not as good as everyone else could, just like every other class in the game. And what? I I would mm-hmm. like to hold on, Liz. Um, I would like to see. Uh, the warden, or I would like to have seen the warden be the kind of class that that does those roles, but in a far different way than than what we already what we already see with the other classes. Okay, I'm sorry, Liz. What were you saying? What I was thinking is, uh, well, why would they introduce something else? Is it just having another option for people? And then that got me thinking. Well, if it's not the greatest at everything, it's got to be geared towards somebody. So it's got to be geared toward the person that wants to play by themselves. And they want to kind of do everything. And it's not really meant, you know, for PvP. I don't know. Maybe it eventually will be. But maybe so many people are are bitching that, oh, I want to be able to do everything. You said we were going to be able to do everything before the game started. Yeah. Maybe it's just for casual. Um. I say casual. I mean, like, solo. Solo. Yeah, I I know what you mean. And that's exactly what I think is that it feels like it has that capability more than any of the other classes. Yeah, I think that that sounds like a really good take on it. Um, yeah, it's, it really does sound like a, the type of class where you can be good at everything, but you could be a hell of a lot better. Yeah. I, and I, that disappoints, personally, I, I find that disappointing. Um, um, I would like to see the Warden um, introduce new, new types of damage to the game as a damage-dealing class. Um, I, I want to see, you know, a warden be more like a, a druid in, in how it does its damage. You know, I mm-hmm. don't necessarily, because we don't really have a, a, a DPS class in this game that uses nature damage. Um, it, it, we've got magic damage, of course, um, but I, I would like to see, you know, a, a class that that does a lot of damage through, through stunning. Um, you know, let me root. Uh, a character or several characters to to the ground and do a yeah. lot of damage over time. No, because you can't bring that into PvP. Well, listen, the, and, and again, okay, I'm asterisk. <laughs> okay, asterisk. Reasons why. Reasons why. Okay, you don't you don't balance your PVE game for PvP. Okay, <laughs> I totally agree with you, Liz. However, Robo can do whatever he wants to do with PvP and these skills. I'm just saying, like me personally, I would. If I were building this class, I would I would look to to have that kind of a feel to it. The only thing I object to, out of any of this, and I know I'm going on about this, but the only thing I object to about it is that it just doesn't shine. It, it seemingly, seemingly, this is just words on a on a piece of paper that I I, I haven't read all that well. So it's so take it from paper. where it's coming from. It just seems like it doesn't do any one thing all that well, and I I sort of disagree with that. Well, that's what I'm feeling like the Templar is doing right now. Ever since they have made other people able to heal too, but that's just me. I'm I'm still bitchy. About We're still that. bitter about the the healing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really am. I want to be special. You are special. You're special <laughs> to us, Liz. You're no, special. 
Look look at that beautiful blue dress you're running around in, huh? Who could say you're not special? Look at that. We're I haven't done any gameplay ever since this game uh, this dress came out. I just walk around and wait for the tells to come. <laughs> 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 I really do. <laughs> All right, folks. Um so, so I think overall I yeah. think it was a fun class to play. Okay. Um you know, I would would have loved to have seen how it handled in PvE. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, because it, you know, the, what you do in PvE is much different than what you do in PvP. And, um, you know, so, you know, I'd love to see how it handles in that aspect to really get a good feel for how it compares to a majority of my gameplay. Um, um, and then, uh, let's see here. I just want to make sure. Um, anything else on, so, uh, on PAX and, and what you saw there with, um, um, Morrowind, ESO Morrowind? Uh, so we didn't really get to see much of Morrowind itself, uh, other than you know what trailers and gameplay should, things that they had on the uh, big screens. Mm. Um, you know, I did ask a couple of questions. Uh, there are no spears coming to the game anytime soon. <laughs> what about flintlocks? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I thought we were. I thought the show was past back. the awkward flintlock era. I thought we were past <laughs> that. Thank you for bringing us back, Liz. I, You're welcome. Yeah. I do not appreciate that. <laughs> there was a lot of dodging of the question about transmog uh, systems to change the way your armor looks. <laughs> uh, but there was no definite nose. So right. that was a good sign. Maybe okay. they're working on it. Maybe someday we'll see, you know, the ability to change what our armor looks like. Um, and uh, there's possibly going to be more uh, non-CP uh, campaigns coming soon. Uh, they really uh, liked the way that uh, the system handled the non-CP week. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean they're going to take away your CP campaigns, but there is the possibility of seeing more uh, CP non-CP campaigns coming. Okay. Um, I don't know if I agree with that, but I mean, hey, it's, it's the PvP crowd. Uh, they seem to really, really like uh, what was going on there. Um, <clears throat> it's split 50-50. Like half of them are mad that, you know, they took away CP for a week. You know, half of them really loved it because they felt like they actually were competitive. Right. And, you know, I, I didn't I didn't see that. I saw a ton of people in um, I saw a ton of people in Cyrodiil that week. And that's all I saw. And um, yeah. I, I took that to mean that, you know, finally, a lot of people were able to go in there and actually have fun um, being um, being competitive in in a space where they were unable to to really compete before. That's I mean, it was pop block every single server yes. all week. It was. Uh, there was one time where I waited two and a half hours uh, to get on. I mean, were the they nights. doing anything else in Serial other than that? Sort of like uh, Hughes Bane last week had um, you know it was it was the Thieves Guild DLC's uh, one year anniversary, so uh, they were doing like double. Um, um, uh, resource node drops in Hughes Bane, Ooh. Uh, which was which yeah, it was, was just great. double AP. Uh, just double and AP. I was able to get over a million AP. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Well, double AP is enough to get people who don't normally go into Cyrodiil jumping in there. That's yep. probably the the population that we saw in Cyrodiil was I'm willing to bet had nothing to do with with the lack of champion points. Probably had everything to do with the double AP. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to get in, and there was something where the game wouldn't recognize. I, I know Ray had the same problem, where we just couldn't get in for a day or two. Yeah. That sucked. But it's fixed. How do you guys feel about double AP, double, uh, double, uh, yeah, what about, what about double CP week? 
How do you guys feel about that? What if Zoss introduced like EP? a... Yeah. Oh. Double CP week where, where you're getting double the experience points for, for your... Yeah. Just across the board. Well, we've seen that, though. I mean, you know, like with the Jester's Festival coming up next week, they're probably going to run something similar because your XP, is, when you know, goes into getting your CP. Yeah. So, you know, right. whenever, like when we had the, um, the the last festival there, New Life, you know, you drank the potion for two hours, you got double XP. And so, you know, with Jester's Festival, we'll probably see exactly that here, you know, in, in the next, what is it, four week, four days, five days. From now is when Jester's Festival starts. Uh, so we're, you know, so we already see those type of things. Uh, the thing that I was talking with a couple of people is I think that some of these events are lasting too long because you're going to, the market gets flooded uh, with people, you know, farming out whatever it is that they're farming. You know, this week it was double drops on like all the Thieves Guild stuff Well, it's past two weeks. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, you know, the market prices are just plummeting because there's a plethora of all of the items in the market um you know like the uh thieves guild motifs dropped by over three thousand gold pieces because you know people would farm i think you know a better way would be you get this writ or whatever the case might be when you and during that two-week period you have 48 hours of gameplay that you can use it for you know that way everybody has the same amount of time everybody has the same period that they can do it and it keeps the market from getting just completely and totally saturated by whatever the current, you know, farmed item is. All right, Mike. <clears throat> Anything else on this? Nope. So overall, I think it was, you know, a, a good time at PAX. Uh, you know, um, I really enjoyed it. We got to go to an after party that was uh, Acer sponsored. Uh, Liz thinks I'm too old to go to those things anymore. Well, was there music that went <laughs> Of course there was. Because that's what the pictures look like. Yeah. Also, everybody in your pictures all look like models. Including yourself. <laughs> you had that little curl going on? Oh, yeah. 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 It definitely looked like uh, like uh, Zoolander 3 was being... Uh, <laughs> 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 too tired to make a joke. <laughs> Mike was like, this is my blue steel face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys look good there. I was I was super jealous that I wasn't able to uh to make it out to PAX this year. Yeah, it was it, it was my first time ever going to any of these. Um, you know, so I didn't know what to expect. Uh, you know, so I, you know, enjoyed it. Really had a good time and uh, you know, got to meet a lot of new people. So overall a good experience. Great. Um, all right, folks. So uh, let's jump into some uh, some other headlines that that came about in the last the last two weeks. Um, first of all, Mike, you know, great uh, great information. I really appreciate that. Um, I appreciate you going to PAX and, and thinking about the show and getting some uh, some info and some interviews there. Uh, so that was that was really good, and uh, you did not disappoint. Uh, I'm really happy with all the info you did bring onto the show. Let me tell you, though, they know how to dodge a question like it's, you know, their business. <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> of course they do. Um, you didn't find me a dev, like you said. Uh, I never said I was going to. You asked me at, la- at zero sure hours to find, find you a new man. Uh, this you've is got, an ongoing quest. You've got, you've got, <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> you've got it's, Twitter it's handles. repeatable quest. Come on, Liz, you've got Twitter <laughs> handles. You know, slide into DMs like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. 
hey baby you know you want some of this oh wait no (laughs) check out this blue dress (laughs) (laughs) well check it out seriously Uh, we've been checking it out i've i it's 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 been noticed <laughs> um, all right, so so some here, here quick headlines for you guys. Um, Elder Scrolls Legends. Uh, we cover this on the micro blog. I just want to get back into it for some of you who um, either may have missed it or may have forgotten. Uh, Elder Scrolls Legends has uh, is now a full PC launch. Uh, it is coming to the iPad March twenty third. Um, Android tablets in April. The Mac OS in May, and mobile phones in early summer. Yeah. Get so look forward to that. They also announced uh, the fall of the Dark Brotherhood story for it's called it's basically solo PVE content. You uh, just like the just like the main quest of Elder Scrolls Legends. It's gonna be just like that, where you're oh, playing. Sweet. Yeah, you're playing through a story. Only this is called the fall of the Dark Brotherhood. Uh, here's the reason why I wanted to bring this up, though, is because even though it's, it's a it's a massive new piece of content coming to Elder Scrolls Legends, which is a free to play game, by the way, um, if you pre order Fall of the Dark Brotherhood, okay, you're going to uh, you're going to receive the Doom Wolf mount in Elder Scrolls Online for oh. for PC and Mac players only. All right, nice that Doom Wolf mount. What a crossover. Yeah, and they're also doing other crossover promotions too, as well. This is just the first one, uh, but that Doom Wolf mount—it was a—it um, was a special mount that you can only buy for a limited time. So they're—they're they're giving it to you if you pre-order Fall of the Dark Brotherhood, uh, which promises uh, more than 20 missions spread across three different maps, as well as over 40 new cards. <laughs> 40 new cards to put into your decks. Varwin, the one question I have yes, sir. is since this takes place in the time period it takes place, are they bringing Cicero in to narrate for you? Oh. <laughs> Maybe during the Chaos Arena <sighs> event. That would be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> God, God, I hope not. God, I hope not. Your Varwin special, love- Cicero only. I, I just love that pause of oh dear god no. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the fall of the dark brotherhood mother listener <laughs> I am oh, the listener I, I would have stopped and asked those guys because they actually had a booth there and I played uh, one of their new games coming out it's, it's not as good as legends oh, I don't think wolf but. Guys. Yeah. what's that what the dire wolf the digital wolf? yeah dire wolf. Yeah, they had a, a separate booth from uh, Bethesda showcasing one of their new games oh, um cool. but uh if i had known that this was coming out i would have stopped and asked them all kinds of questions about this oh yeah um it's a shame yeah because uh i wonder if um i wonder if luis scott vargas was was there because he works for direwolf digital and was working closely with uh bethesda on 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 creating um elder scrolls legends Probably one of the, for those of you who don't know, um, um, Luis Scott Vargas, probably right now, and I know some Owen Turtenwald fans are going to be like, no, that's not true. Probably Luis Scott Vargas is the the single greatest Magic the Gathering player ever. (laughs) So... Uh, just, oh, just I so remember you, know. you gushing about him. Yeah, he's yeah, he's. I mean, the, the guy is the guy's amazing. He could take a failing deck and just just breathe, just breathe Jesus into it. 
I really feel like that's why uh, I don't see any problem any problems with legends. Uh, but, uh, it, oh. A lot of the ideas in Legends are coming are lifted right out of Magic the Gathering. Well, I, fi- I figured that, but yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and it runs very, very well too. It's, it's. I've gotten back into it. I'm having fun with it. Um, but more, more of that later on. When we start talking about gameplay. Um, I want to jump into this. All right, uh, ESL Battleground Basics. So, um, speaking of Battlegrounds, okay, I just want to remind you on some of the basics, and then I want to give you there is a Ald Karak Battleground feature uh, done this week on on uh, Zenimax's website elderscrollsonline.com uh, basics on this is like Mike was saying okay you can join battlegrounds they're 15 minutes long and you've got two different level ranges once you're level 10 you can jump into battlegrounds and you can join a queue for level 10 to level 49 folks or you can join a queue once you hit 50 from level 10 to level 50 folks um, but you got to at least be level 10. Also, uh, there are three different teams that you'll be joining as well. Um, a red, a green, and a purple team. Um, now, just give me a second here. Let me scan through this. Yeah, it's supposed to be an orange color, but it's very red looking on most monitors. Right. Uh, here we go. All right. The pit demons, the green team. Fire drakes, the orange team, like Mike is saying. And the Storm Lords, the purple team. So you're not you're not fighting for Queen A Ren, King Emmerich, or Yorun here. Um, this isn't this isn't about you know King and Country or Queen and Country. Um, this is about this is about uh, putting putting a uh, putting a banner on your shoulder and saying I'm a I'm a kick some ass. That's what this is about. So Pit Demons, Fire Drakes, or Storm Lords, pick your poison and jump in battlegrounds, folks. Um, also. Battlegrounds is, uh, they have, they, they did mention, um, three different, uh, three different Battlegrounds modes. Team Deathmatch, Capture the Flag, and Domination. Um, Team Deathmatch, okay, this is coming right from the website. Perfect, perfect for those who don't want to worry too much about mundane things like objectives or teamwork. Uh, find and destroy enemy characters and kill granting, and kills granting your, your, granting your team points. So that's all it is. You work as a team to rack up the most kills. Capture the flag. That's what we played at PAX. Uh, Capture the flag. Sounds exactly like what it is. You know, you work as a team to capture a flag, hold the flag, you get more points for the capture, and you get more points for holding it. And domination. Um, It's sort of like their strategic version of this. Uh, Hold certain, capture and hold certain points on the map. Uh, Certain points, I imagine, are are probably going to uh, be uh, have have more points than others, and you win based on team points accrued. Um, and also, there's going to be three unique arenas you can fight in at launch: Ald Karak, Ulara, and Foyata Quarry. So um, there's that. Now they also uh, went into what Ald Karak is this week and um this this area here called path to victory i sort of want to reach out and uh i sort of want to read out to you guys um again this is on the elder scrolls online website uh talking about one of the arenas here in battlegrounds called alt karak and they say this in team deathmatch there are no objectives to focus everyone's attention and because the map is so enclosed the first thing 
you and your squad will need to do is try to locate both of the enemy teams. Now you might think it's best to avoid the map's deadly center, however, if your team manages to control that space and the visibility it provides, it's going to give you a clear advantage. Domination is a different matter. While three of the capture points are on the outer ring between each team's base, the fourth one is right in the center. If you do manage to take the center capture point, retreating out and defending it from the elevated walkway above might be the best option. Constantly moving from point to point will also help to avoid being caught between the other two teams. And then capture the flag. Capture the flag is Altkarok's tight spaces and cover can certainly benefit a flag carrier, but also makes, hard, also makes it hard to avoid ambushes or clever defenders. Um, because each team's flag is located right at their base, the clear, sightlessness, the clear sight lines available in the center will help you identify the best time to attack and defend, but might not be as safe as navigating around the sides. So you can see that they're building each map here to accommodate team deathmatch, domination, and capture the flag uh, styles. Which I like. I think it's good that they're going in thinking that. Yeah, they said uh, on ESO Live that the first three maps are very similar in uh, overall shape. Uh, what's inside the map makes it unique. Uh, but future maps, because uh, they're already starting to think about, you know, like a fourth or fifth map, uh, are going to be less symmetrical in nature. So right now you can think about it as a, a circular triangle, you know, almost like, you know, if you put a triangle inside of a circle. Yeah. Uh, and eventually it's going to be much different uh, than that as the new maps come out. Um, so... All right, um, that's all that I had. Um, the the biggest headlines that uh, that I thought were um, important enough to get out there, plus uh, the warden skills and passives that we, we were kind of you know chewing over with with Mike. Um, but that's it. That was really it. Uh, let's switch gears, Mark. Yes, you you had a thing that you wanted to bring to the show today that I think is just it's just really cool and i'm really interested in hearing about this yeah um so uh for anyone for anyone who's been listening for um a, even a little bit knows that you know i i run qgd and d um huge fan of tabletop role-playing games and there is actually a unofficial Elder Scrolls tabletop role-playing game by a gentleman by the name of Mike uh, Michael Bonar, or Bonar. Uh, apologies for butchering that name. Uh, the webs you can find it at uh, https uh, colon slash you know back the usual. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, my brain is not working tonight. It's okay. So, it's all right. Uh, and, okay. Anyway, website is uestrpg.wixsite.com slash home. So what he's put out is a... Um, uh, Mark, 
Yes. What uh, What do you think folks could Google uh, if they're not uh, if they forget about this uh, uh, the website? They, they can They can just Google unofficial Elder Scrolls TRPG. Okay, and I'm I'm going to put a link to this in uh, in the chat room here, so so folks can see this as you're talking about it. So this is a great. Basically, what's happened is he's taken the 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 core fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons system and done a bit of an overhaul. To uh, to make things um, feel more Elder Scrolls, get more Elder Scrolls options in there. Uh, he's changed up the names of the basic ability scores to be a bit closer to what they were in Oblivion and uh, Morrowind and such. He's brought the uh, the birth signs in. Uh, all of the races are there, and each one has sub races, or most of them have sub races to them. Um, he's redone a lot of the classes um so uh like there's the barbarian the bard but instead you know he has a monk a ranger rogue but then he has a warrior instead of a fighter a thief character and uh, as well as the rogue spell sword the sorcerers are completely different the night blade is its own class there's a mage instead of a wizard and they've got the crusader instead of the paladin and then a lot of these classes then have um, other subclasses or the classes that you you know of from the Elder Scrolls, such as the Witch Hunter or the Healer, um, the Templar. Those are all, for example, subclasses now of the Crusader. Um, the uh, and and that type of of thing. And. He's even redone the spellcasting system to work on magicka points instead of spell slots. So he's done a fantastic job. Um, he's he's updating fairly regularly. I believe he released the uh, the first uh, version of it about um, in December, early late December, early January. And he's already released his uh, third update to it to sort of just tweak the rules, fix up a couple of things, that's that sort of thing. And I, I have to say, it's a great project, and um, I'm I'm glad to see him see someone putting together the rules for telling Elder Scrolls stories. It's not perfect. Um, there are some things here and there that I think. Um, could use some adjustment but i'm sure he will eventually get to them or you know he's happy with the way it is but no it's uh it's a great little system all right let's ask the obvious question here do you think that this is some um some flavor that you'll bring to qg dnd Ooh, this is this is gonna sound weird but i don't feel i can run an elder scrolls rpg Okay. Personally, now it's I I know the the world inside out, but at the same time, I for years I've actually thought about well what would I run, and I don't feel I have a story that feels ten, you know Elder Scrolls enough to to really deserve its own game. Well, so eventually, eventually I'm sure I'll have one, and at that point I will dive right in well it's, mark uh if yeah. if that's something that you wanted to do if you wanted to use this rule set for qg dnd i could write the story 
that you know if you wanted to run it i think that would work too well, I, I would love to, but I, I simply don't have the time. And you're the you're the producer of QG and <laughs> if, if all you're lacking is a plot and and uh, and story, you know, I could I could write a um, you know a, a Tamrielic uh, story that could fit this. Um, that would be uh, open enough for for the uh, the game master's uh, nuances that and adjustments that need to be made on a on a on a per session basis. Hmm. We might have to have that discussion. I'm I'm totally down I, for I it if you're down might, for yeah. it. I, I could, I mean, I told you I had, um, I actually had a, uh, a, a story, um, I had a story in the, in the back of my head as it was, um, surrounding the, um, the concept of broken diamonds. Yes. The, the, I uh, remember. Yeah. And, and what if, yeah. you know, what if she actually didn't die during uh, creating that holiday? But, but in any event, um. This looks really, really cool, and I'm, I'm sort of per, per, uh, perusing it right now on um, on the website and sort of showing uh, folks on on the stream uh, what we got going on here. And this looks really cool. Oh yeah, no, it's it's really well done. I feel I kind of feel that he needs to rebalance the races somewhat, um, and maybe do some tweak. Like for example, um, for anyone who isn't quite aware. Uh, D and D races, you you get bonuses to your starting stats depending on what you are to sort of signify a race's race being it, sort of leaning towards one like you're either you might be smarter or faster and sometimes a little like just more than the average person. So please tell me there's a minus ten to charisma for all orcs. No, no. Um, <laughs> but you see, here's the thing. Uh, Nords, for example, get plus two to both their strength and endurance. They're strong and they're tough. They make amazing warriors. Um, they get a battle cry, which lets them frighten enemies and make them run away. Um, they get an extra hit point per level and they're resistant to cold. They're pretty badass. Orcs. Now, I think that when I sit, when you picture an orc, amazing fighter really strong, you know, that type of thing. But ugly as hell. Plus one to endurance and plus one to willpower. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, that doesn't seem right. They, that doesn't they track. Do get, yeah, they do get a berserk ability um, that for the next minute they get temporary hit points equal to their character level plus your, their endurance, but they can only use that once a day. Whereas the Nord... It gets effectively an extra two hit points per level permanently. Um, then, but there are subclasses for the sort of sub races for the orc as well. There's the city orc, which is plus one to your intelligence and then uh, resistance to force damage. Strength, the wild orc, which is plus one to strength, and you're able to carry things as though you're a large creature. And wood orcs, in which you get a plus one to agility, and you have this ability—you have a good ability where you can basically rush up to your enemies. But as I said, like when you compare the two of them, the orcs do not say warrior race. No. It feels like it feels like the Nords should have the endurance and the orcs the strength, but it feels that the Nords have been given everything. Now wait a second here. All right, you've got um, uh, attribute score increases for the orcs, right? The orcsmer. Yeah. Endurance yeah. and willpower increased by one. 
All right, and then on the Nord, uh, same thing, endurance and strength increased by two. Mm-hmm. So... Effectively, an Orc will get plus three, plus one to three different skills, which, depending on what they've rolled, will then affect if they actually get a bonus from that or not. Yeah. Um, it's quite possible that basically you get that plus one, and over the course of your character, it really doesn't matter because you only get a, a, a bonus to your modifier in, on your rolls when you get to an additional, pl- uh, when you get to the even numbers on your stats. Uh, for example, if you run, ten, if you do a wild orc, though, you add that strength score is you, increased. You get by a one. plus one to your strength, so you're still not getting oh, that's, a, yeah. that additional bone. So yeah. I sort of see what he's getting at, what he's sort of going for, but I feel that certain races didn't get need to get more love. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, he needs to relook at uh, Khajiit, where he's got the uh, the Omsrats specifically not having tails. Uh, Daggerfall, they got tails. <laughs> the, hey Mark, these, yeah. Does the Nord version also come with the subclass milk drinker? <laughs> no, no, that's, no. See, they, that's they, the actually, thing. they actually only get the one race. I don't know. Um, I don't know why the Orsimer are getting are getting these these subclasses: city orc, wild orc, yeah. wood orc, and then like you know, Nords could very easily be be given subclasses like that too. Um, but they're just not. They're carte blanche, just being given um, you know plus two to the uh, endurance and strength. And yeah, and like they're just yeah. they're all uh, every single orc is a super powerful warrior. Orcs. Uh, oh, sorry. Every every single Nord is a really strong, powerful warrior. Right. Orcs. Eh, depends where you grew up. And that doesn't really track with. Yeah. There's other there's other things like um, barbarian. There's a barbarian subclass that just gets to learn Thuum abilities, which, yeah, lore wise, that's kind of eh. But okay, I, I feel at the moment we're sort of focusing a lot on the negative. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's easy to do that, um, and and I do have other nitpicks and whatnot with it, but literally, the first... the This this has been out for about three months, about two and a half months now, I feel, and two and a half, three months, and he's already done three revisions. He does listen to um... So he does listen to when people are putting forward suggestions for how to tighten it up and make changes. Uh, I honestly haven't had the time to give it the full sit down and decipher everything and come up with like these are just sort of me as a someone with a little experience in uh, in these systems, sort of looking at and okay, I can see where when I compare these two things overall, I'm not seeing a balance between them. They don't really feel what they should be. But that said, he's done an amazing job and a amazing amount of work. So I really suggest if you ever want to try an Elder Scrolls, um, an Elder Scrolls tabletop role-playing game like D&D or something, I really do suggest giving this one a shot. It's free. You just go and download it and take a look. Um, really, uh, I've, I've looked at other um, at other free, unofficial uh, Elder Scrolls stuff, and there is nothing I've seen that comes close to this quality. He, uh, Mister uh, Michael, has done 
an amazing job, and I really hope to see uh, more updates in the future. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, all of this, uh, uestrpg.wixsite.com. That's uestrpg.wixsite.com if you guys want to uh, check, uh, check that out. Um, pretty, pretty awesome, pretty awesome stuff. I, yeah, I, really I mean, again, you know, have, have, uh, have nitpicks, but again, the, the man is, uh, the man is updating it and, uh, this is, this is how he, you know, he's putting the work in. If, yeah. if I feel that it's, that it's that wrong, I should probably go and make my own. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I like the fact that it's fifth edition too. I love fifth edition. Um, oh, again, fantastic edition. I came but... in on three point five. I've I've dipped my fingers, uh, fingertips ever so gently, caressingly into uh, into second edition. Uh, backed out of that as quickly as I possibly could. Um, I've seen first edition. Uh, you know, fifth edition to to me is is really just um, it really is the modern the modern era's uh, great D and D rule set and to see that this tracks with fifth edition and follows that is oh yeah i think it's going to work great for for what elder scrolls players are used to in video games because fifth edition really is like the D tabletop like video game rules edition yeah the the only here, here's the funny thing i i i spent time considering well if i were going to do um an elder scrolls rpg how would i do it yeah. and I kind of would go actually with, um, with I, I, like I, my thoughts have been go with what's called the basic role playing game, or basic role playing system. Uh, it's what Call of Cthulhu works on, um, and anyone who knows that game, it's basically it's Call of Cthulhu. Everyone goes mad and dies, but the <laughs> the core of this it's got a good core system. Uh, and but the way it works is that rather than having classes, you have your skills, and as you use your skills, if you critically fail or you critically succeed in something, you get ticks. And when you hit certain points, you can roll what's called rolling your ticks, and you have a chance of improving your skills. So basically, it kind of then replicates the Elder Scrolls aspect of increasing your skills through use. Right. The only thing is that I could never figure out a way to make the combat or the magic system feel appropriate. Honestly, um, Michael's done a really good job. It, again, this is the system I would end up using. All right. Well, uh, Mark, I greatly appreciate that. And uh, wow, we've got all the, all the trophies around here. It looks really good. I like this. QGN Matter. This is, this is our podcasting station here. This Five is it? chairs with all the trophies around us. Oh, I like it. Oh, I like the art you got on the wall back there, too. This is cool. I like this. Doing pretty good over here. Um, all right, folks. <clears throat> well, uh, it's about that time where uh, we just take a, a quick old uh, quick old network break and uh, talk very briefly about one of our, our great sponsors, which is uh, Tweaked. Tweaked Audio, tweakedaudio.com is their website. Um, look, if you're in the need for uh, some uh, some headphones, all right, I can't recommend Tweaked Audio headphones enough uh, to you folks. Um, they're extremely durable, and 
the price is right. You know, for around $25, you're going to get an extremely durable pair of headphones sent to you worldwide, free shipping. They're going to be sent to you for free. So that's a huge, um, a huge knock off the, uh, the price right there, the, uh, the free shipping. And uh, like I said, they last you forever. Um, I've been uh, wearing these. I've been podcasting with these headphones for, for years. Um, I love them. They're fantastic. The, the quality uh, is, is awesome. Um, helps me identify, uh, uh, you know, sound issues that could be in the host background, um, issues that could be in my background too. And, uh, they're very, very sensitive, um, as far as, uh, sound quality and clarity go. Um, so it helps me produce a better show for you guys, because whether you're listening in your car on the speakers or you're listening on your headphones where you're going to be hearing a lot of things that you wouldn't normally hear on larger speakers um, while driving, um, I'm able to to produce a, a much more uh, effective, much more comfortable uh, audio experience for you, uh, whether you're you know driving or at home with your, your headphones. Um, and these help these headphones, their quality and clarity help me to do that. Again, about $25 you're going to spend on their website, tweakedaudio.com. Uh, highly durable, and they get them shipped to you for free. Also, we're going to get you 15% off, folks, if we use our product code off the record. Plug that code in at checkout, and your entire order is going to be 15% off. So the more you spend, the more you save over at Tweaked Audio dot com with our code off the record so big huge shout out and thank you for sponsoring our show continually as you do over at tweaked audio tweakedaudio.com and uh, for those of you out there uh, who have been uh, hearing these ads and uh, have decided to to uh, to try out tweaked audio um, I want to say thank you I know you're out there I've uh, been seeing some of the uh, the sales numbers come in on that, and uh, we really appreciate that. So, so thank you very much for for going out there and trying tweaked audio, and um, haven't haven't had a bad thing uh, said to me yet about about some of these uh, these headphones. Um, nothing but nothing but good stuff. Um, I get the occasional, uh, hey man, uh, you know the the uh, the the earbuds came in and they're not exactly what I was expecting, but and I tell them send them back and. When I've heard back, it's always been, you know, sent it back, and guess what? Now they're good, they're they're great, and and this is exactly what I was expecting. So thank you. So faith restored. So um, <laughs> they continually tweakedaudio.com continually uh, impresses people uh, with their their great product. All right, um, let's do a little gameplay, folks. Let's do let's do a little gameplay. And uh, Liz, we haven't really heard a whole heck of a lot from you. Uh, this this episode and i want to know a little bit about about her um jumping into uh to legends because that's what you've been playing late 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 lately blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> haven't you i have um that that's still my go-to game i could barely see my notes though my eyes are so blurry right now <laughs> but <clears throat> sorry the only thing that i really want to talk about okay if Arwen told me to talk about my deck now I'm not going to tell you the weaknesses, okay? Because, <laughs> well, because Jeff, screw you. <laughs> I, I mean, I want to. I want to know about your deck, of course, because I think the listeners are really going to enjoy that. But I also want to know, like, first of all, Liz, I, I, I've been jumping into Legends again myself. I've been getting back okay. into it, and I saw you in game once, and I noticed that you're like level fifty, 
and you've been doing the um uh the ranked matches too and you're like you know ranked much higher than I ever will be I mean that's for sure I mean you've been doing really good Oh well I'm not like a number 1 definitely but um it gets up there See one of my problems is is I I take something to sleep at night and sometimes I play after I've taken that <laughs> I'm not really thinking and so that I don't win that many games when it's like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> right, right. So I can't really advance as much. You know, you don't lose ranks if you lose a lot of games, um, but you can't really advance either. But okay, my deck, <laughs> the deck that I love. Oh, by the way, yeah, I'm going back to uh, what I was going to talk about, which was I was going to teach my niece Skyrim, but my brother said it's inappropriate. <sighs> okay, isn't that sad? Well, you know. Depends on how old I'm she kidding. is. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yes, it's inappropriate. And there's my okay. cat that wants to jump up high. Is um, <laughs> but so he's my got dad. Grand Theft Auto 4, doesn't he? <clears throat> uh, yeah, he does. He's all the Call of Duty games, and they're allowed to you know watch and play that, whatever. I'm like, God, there's one little beheading, and he goes crazy. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> so this deck, it's red and green, and it's based on the Face Rabbit Archer by Emmanuel Ulfman. This is some guy on Legends Decks legends-dex.com go there take the time to plug your deck into that because you can get um every time you get a new card also add one because this way you can search decks that people have posted and you can find builds that you can make with your existing cards i highly suggest it because this is how i found face rabbit archer and i've tweaked it you really need the chaos arena deck to pull this off okay 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 you need swindler's market you get this because when you play a zero-cost card, you gain health and you hurt the opponent, not their cards. So you can go past the guards on that. So you go straight to, you know, winning. It's awesome. Then you get a lot of Nord Firebrands with your d- zero charge. And uh, they charge right away. I mean, you can play them immediately. And then you get some other stuff that gives you all these zero-cost cards. And then what happens is that your play- you, the other player cannot play... And you keep getting health without actually having to do much damage to any other cards. Then you, oh yeah, then you get the close call card, which you you repeat the process with the Nord Firebrands. Oh, oh, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> you can see the other people like when they when they cross their mouse over the other card their cards and they're looking like what to do. You're like, yeah, I got you, son, bitch. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you can see like they're uh, them mousing over the uh, their their cards that they have and they're, they're frantically reading like, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna how am I gonna pull this one out? <laughs> oh, it's so great because I mean, it, you're playing these cards that will instantly you know you can play them instantly and then you close call them, you return them to your desk, you play them again, you can play instantly again. Oh, oh, you get three of those uh, smuggler or swindlers market. Oh, okay. What sort That's of my, yeah. what sort what? of um what's what sort of attributes do you do you like on a card like if you're like there's some attributes where you're like oh that's cool you know like guard you know you uh, you always appreciate a guard card because it's gonna it's gonna keep the heat off you for a, a turn or two um but there's there's some yeah I mean you know maybe but there's, there's I like some all the attributes. fun ones so, okay I but, love charge I right. love charge but most of the charge cards are they do little damage. But with with the deck I'm doing, because they're all zero-cost cards, they're all low damage, but you can play them multiple times. Oh, Especially yeah. the charge ones. Yeah, you can just, you oh, know, yeah. you're, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're subjecting your, your, uh, your opponent to death by a thousand paper cuts with, with that. Pretty much. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a great, that's a great way to put it. 
Yeah, um, I mean, no one, no one. I mean, in a deck like that, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be hanging out waiting for the, you know, the ten drop Manticora to to do his, uh, you know, his ridiculous. Oh yeah. Damage. You you know it's. That will get me though. Uh there there's one card in the purple deck that it will add as much health and power to itself as many cards that you have had defeated. You understand? What? Like you, yeah. <laughs> defeated. Yes. So that whatever's in your discard pile, it'll take that number and add that to the power of this one card. Oh, that's wow. a purple deck. Though. Wow. That one, that one people will automatically uh, stop the game. They'll be like, I decline. Nah, I'm see. good. I had yeah. that happen to me last night. <laughs> I, I was doing um, uh, a ranked match. First ranked match I played in a long time. I was playing a ranked match, and me and this dude, we were going back and forth for, I would say, probably about a good 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> and um, I, it, it really could have gone one way or the other toward the end of the game. Um, I needed in the shadow lane, I really needed a guard card in my shadow lane. This way, I could get the heat off of my character for just a turn or two and then just wallop him with the final bits of damage I needed in order to win the game. I pull a tier card, T Y R tier, the character tier. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's he's the guard card I needed. Okay, um, about four Magicka. I don't have the I don't have the card in front of me. I can't tell you exactly what it's he's four got. Four five, on. yeah. But yeah, he, he's a four five for four with with uh, guard and breakthrough. I think right. Mm-hmm. The 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 key component of this is that he had guard and breakthrough, meaning that. Um, any, oh yeah! Oh! Any card, <laughs> any card in the lane I put him in, any any of my enemy's cards that I put him in the lane, he, they those enemy cards have to attack tier before they can attack me. That's what guard means. And he had breakthrough, meaning that if I attack a card with tier, I'm gonna do my attack damage, which I think on tier is like five. You're saying, right, Liz? Uh, something like that. Four so, or five. Four or five. Don't don't quote us on that, but it could be anywhere between four or five. The he does the damage enough to kill the card, and if there happens to be a remainder, that remainder goes over to the player. And in this case, the remainder definitely would have have knocked off the rest of my my enemy's um, hit points. I would have won. So anyway, I dropped tear down, and that was it. It a couple of seconds goes by. I'm freaking out. This is all on the stream, by the way. I'm freaking out that uh, that this this guard card I was able to, you know, it pulled out of a prophecy too. Like I just got my ass handed to me. It broke a <laughs> prophecy rune, and tear pops out from this prophecy rune. I drop him down, and then my enemy was like, you know what? Uh, I- I've had it, and and he just he quit on me, and I won the match by default because he quit. <laughs> it was it was either he was going to quit or I was going to win, but uh, by by using uh, tears breakthrough. Um, on him, but but in any event, so I, I definitely see what you mean on on um, well, with that with uh, so so I I, I get you. <laughs> you get a limited amount of um, conversational uh, choices. You know, you can say hello, thank you, goodbye. Yeah, uh, I will defeat you. Whatever. Emotes, yeah. And <laughs> I, I believe it's it's a it's a lovely tango that you can play um with just those what six you know eight choices yeah it's it's pretty great and there is a timing on when you concede as well where it's like f you or you know that was actually really good you can kind of tell 
with the timing of a lot of things. <laughs> it's a language. It's a delicate language. It is. It's uh, the delicate dance. Um, so, uh, yes, I wanted to ask you again. Like, so, so some cards, um, some people go nuts over certain certain attributes. Like for me, I just I I love breakthrough. It's it's really great. Um, but uh, lethal is really lethal is really good and if you get something that you can you get a card that you can draw that you can give a character lethal or if you have a weapon that will give a character lethal put those on your guards because people have to get rid of the guards unless they have something you know that will destroy the card outright um then they have to use one of their cards to destroy yours so right that's and always good when you put lethal on a card it means that is 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 if if one card you're attacking with hits that card, it's going to die immediately, no matter what the attack damage is. Yeah. Um, so so my question to you, Liz, is what's one of those those little attributes that you that you really go nuts over? What makes you go? Ex- ex- what makes you get excited as soon as you see that attribute on a card? Well, zero cost on this one deck. <laughs> I will tell you that I like lo- I love charge, but not as much as I love drain. Drain, oh. I-, I get. I get real protective about drain. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because that that'll you know win the game for you. Just having so much health, it'll it'll make people give up too. Yeah, it will. <laughs> it absolutely will. It's like beating your head up against a wall when you're fighting uh, someone who's got a lot of cards that have drain in their in their deck. And, oh, and that, drain and how much health they have. Yeah. That um that that uh, at- attribute um it turns when you when your card attacks. Your attack points turn into health points. So if you attack your uh, the the player or another card for for five, you get five hit points back. That's what drain means. So it's uh, pretty amazing. Um. So so tell us about the deck that you got going on right now. What else did you want to talk about it? Oh, well, I'm not going to give anything else away. I've got another <laughs> one that wins a lot, but it's really slow. I really like this this one uh, this face melter because it 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 just happens immediately i don't have to wait for another turn i don't have to do anything and so many people will concede against it it's great <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite i feel like i win when they concede like within a couple rounds like if it's right away they're, they're just afk yeah. you know but yeah okay. or they just don't like me but yeah <laughs> i don't think it's personal liz i i, I don't know how it i think there's work. one person that is like no i'm not doing this there's one out there that i'm like yeah i know the dance you're doing <laughs> I know this waltz, and I yeah. fill up my uh, dance and I am card. Not without doing your name. it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, you and I got to play. We got to play again. You're gonna, See, but now I've built it up, and then you're gonna whoop my butt, and I'm gonna be embarrassed, and I'm gonna no, be sad. You're gonna whoop my butt because you're a far more successful. Um, uh, it it does depend a lot on the luck of the draw on that one. It does, but yeah, we'll tango. We'll tango. We'll do that. All right, folks. Um, Mark, what have you been doing in game? Uh, for the most part, I have just been um, <laughs> just just been fooling around with the crafting grids. Basically, I just unfortunately still have not had time to really sit down and get myself engrossed in the game. But um, I do have one story. Okay. Uh, so. I had decided, you know what, I'm going to um, just hop on for uh, for 20 minutes and do crafting writs with all my characters, beat all the mounts, that type of thing. Because I have a bunch of super low-level characters and two veteran rank ones. 
or two C, you know what I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. max level characters. Um, so I go and I I get a master crafting writ for my alchemist. Okay, you know what? Okay, sure, I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot, and I I figure okay, it's only for a couple of vouchers. Um, I'm going to go make this poison it's asking for. So I go and I make one batch and I look and, oh, I need to make like two more or something. And I'm missing the vital ingredient to make it. Butterfly wings. Not a problem. I'll just go get some butterfly wings. Why not? And I spent the next hour and a half (laughs) hunting butterflies. (laughs) And apparently, Tamriel is filled with wingless butterflies. <laughs> from one... So I just, I just had this image of my character. Okay, okay, I need the wings intact. Just go, be careful. Just be very, very careful. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Caterpillars. Basically, so eventually, I actually looked and like, okay. Where can I find, like, a crap ton of butterflies super close to each other? Rothgar? Okay, we're going to Rothgar. Here we go. (laughs) Mark, you do realize why the butterflies don't have wings. Why is it? So if you take the perk in the Dark Brotherhood, the uh, Dark... uh, Let's see here, where is it? Uh, Dark Brotherhood, the Shadowy Supplier... And you go and you talk to her every day and ask her for the pouch for poisons. They're oftentimes found there. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so she must be going around plucking the the butterfly wings every day. <laughs> but they are very expensive. They're like sixty something gold pieces each. I couldn't really? find them at all, and I was even searching in the uh, like I was going to all these uh, these merchants, and I couldn't you know all these guild traders, and I couldn't find a single one. They're, they're hard to find. Remedy Spire yeah. and uh, Rothgar are the places to go for them. Yep. So, yeah, apparently the orcs like to frolic among the butterflies. Um, <laughs> Only and, those wild orcs, though. Those wood and city orcs. They don't want to be bothered with that nonsense. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, just basically I uh, I spent the next while running around trying to um, just basically just trying to get this uh this done um let me just eventually uh, i found one (laughs) uh mark let me just stop you there for a second um i do want to remind everyone uh as far as the video goes okay for for the show um we do have a uh we have a two-hour hard cap on on the video however i'm a little sick and tired of of jamming the entire show and rushing through it. So, so what I am actually going to be doing for this uh, for this episode, and, and see if it, if it works, and if it does work, uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep doing it this way. Um, we're gonna do a a podcast and stream extended um, episode. So after two hours, we're gonna end the stream, but the podcast is gonna keep going, and then we're gonna kick the stream back up. This way, uh, people in Twitch can can enjoy the uh, the rest of the uh, the conversation as well as people on the podcast, but the YouTube video is going to stop at two hours. Um, and, uh, we'll, we'll, you'll, we'll, uh, we'll make it, you know, we'll make sure that, you know, YouTube viewers aren't, aren't losing too much of the, uh, as, as we like to say, the meat and potatoes of, of the old show here. <laughs> so, um, so, so, uh, podcast listeners and, and Twitch streamers, uh, you're going to get more Mark, uh, 
<laughs> more uh, more lore. Okay, more emails um, at the end. So we're going to do uh, an extended podcast and stream version. Uh, but YouTube, we're, uh, we're, we're hard capped to two hours. Um, so I just want to get that out there. Sorry to interrupt you, Mark. Um, I just we've got, you know, 15, 10 minutes left on, on the show. And I just want to get that out there. So you guys, know. that's OK. To be honest, uh, there's there's not much more to say. Uh, after two hours work, I finally got those sweet, sweet five vouchers <laughs> oh <laughs> after two hours after two hours mm. it was just like i'll just be on for 20 you know turn to my wife i'll just be on for 20 minutes get this little <laughs> thing's done two hours later break out the phone okay where are the friggin butterflies <laughs> <laughs> butterfly tracker she's she's just laughing her butt off just like the fact that i'm running around in heavy armor dodging wolves and Jadra looking for butterflies. Oh, <laughs> pluck in their she, wings. She like nag it. sorry, that's kind of sweet. Um, all right, Mike. What about you? What uh, what's been going on in in game for you this this week? So a lot of travel with you know going to packs and everything. So I really didn't you know spend as much time as usual. Uh, but we did run um, uh, trials both both Sundays. And I want to thank Ray, who organized uh, the weekend that I was at PAX. She organized trials for that one. And then last night, uh, trials ran so well that we actually ran two trials. So Ma, which was at one point in time almost a two-hour affair for us, was a 45 minutes to get through. So then we lost a couple people who had to call it a night, and we moved over to Sanctum Ophidian, mm. and we ran that for about 45 minutes. Now, the funniest thing ever, there's all these doors going to these side rooms, and I'm, you know, waiting for people to get to where they need to be. People fell through the holes. And uh, I'm opening a door, and I see Evil Goat go streaking by me into this room. <laughs> you know, the problem is there's no floor in this room, and there's a giant gaping hole, <laughs> and down he plunged. It's almost like 11 o'clock at night, and I am just cackling like, you know, there's no tomorrow. Oh, I get, I you know, the stink eye from the next room as to what's so funny that I woke everybody up. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it is the funniest thing I think I've seen in a long time. Evil Goat. Who's, um, e- Evil Goat's one of our, uh, our guild members, uh, for, for some of you listeners who, um, yeah, we have some really good, uh, guild members and, uh, oh, you know, yeah. he's on constantly, uh, you know, his uh, wife plays D anD D with us, and uh, you know he's always there. So yeah, except for when he falls through giant holes. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Speaking of guild members, uh, we got a really, we got a, like a real tight late late night crowd forming now um, on uh, on ESO. Just just guys that uh, you know you don't you don't normally see like during the the prime time hours. Um, but it's like a whole other group. A whole other group yeah. starts coming out. Like at one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, you know, like Puzzle Drone, Zephin, um, myself, uh, Swamp Fox, I think uh, Palmore, who's in the chat room right now, um, you know, just just a big just a big group. Um, every now and again, we're gonna get uh, you know Rosewind, and um, sometimes uh, yeah, Rosewind uh, he he loves coming on uh, late night as well. He's part of that. Um, sometimes sometimes Goat uh, and. Uh, I don't know about Reina, but uh, Goat sticks around for for a little bit. Um, 
sometimes we get uh, Valen. Valen pops on every now and again uh, around those hours if he if he happens to be around. But uh, real real nice tight group that uh, that's that's uh, coming around in those very early the little hours the small hours of the morning. So, I like that small hours of the morning. Anyway, <laughs> were you going to say that Zephan is a new co-host or is it temporary? Uh, or? Well, we're I'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, anything else, Mike? No, that's really been it. I mean, you know, what you see around me, around us, is the the rest of uh, what I've been doing. The, the fruits of Mike's labor. Yeah, yeah, it's quite fruitful. I like that. Put my special title on. Getting on the stream. Yeah, what what, what, do you, what do you got going on here? What's your special title? Lord, oh look at <laughs> <laughs> Lord Madriel. <laughs> I like that. Well, Liz, where's your where's your special title? First sergeant. That doesn't seem fitting a duchess. Uh, because that's a um, PvP thing. Yeah. Dude, I'm in Legends right now. <laughs> well. Because we're sitting around. But your, your, your body is here, but your mind is in Legends. My mind is nowhere right now. <laughs> I was on a plane for I don't know how many hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's fine. As long as you're... As long, oh, as, long as you're here. Stupid move. Thanks. Good job, Varwin. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't in, mean to interrupt your gameplay. Saint, I didn't have more health than my other. Right. Player. I didn't mean to interrupt your gameplay with our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> All right, folks. Listen. Um, for for YouTube, we are uh, we are saying goodbye uh, to you. Thank you very much, everyone, for for hanging out with us uh, on the YouTube channel. Uh, please like and subscribe uh, if you did enjoy our show and all of the news in the uh, in the beginning. Um, Twitch listeners, we're going to be shutting the stream down, but then it's going to kick back on. Podcast listeners, you get to hear all the uh, funny little awkward background stuff that happens when we're not actually live. Uh, so it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be good for for everyone. Um, Stream listeners uh, or streamers and, and podcast listeners, we're going to be getting into your emails, uh, some lore, as well as a little bit of gameplay uh, coming up in uh, in just a few minutes. Um, but until then, uh, YouTube, thank you very much for, for hanging out with us. And uh, stay tuned for the uh, stream and podcast extended edition of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. And there's that. Shutting down the stream. <laughs> and uh, once this thing lets me know that we're we're good to go, then I'll I'll kick it back on. Um, we are still live with um, with the podcast, so um, there's there is that. And you see Dan in there. I see him. Yeah, D Dave. Dave is here. He reached out to me on uh, on uh, on my on uh, text. He texted me, and. Um, he said that uh, he, he wanted to, to talk to me after the show, so hopefully he's got some good news. <laughs> I don't know what that could be. Do you know what that is? I don't know. Maybe. You do know. Uh, you do know what I it is. I can pretend I know. Oh, don't do that, because I don't know if you're actually pretending that you know, or, <laughs> or if you're pretending that you know, just to, and you really don't know. <laughs> you sound like my mother. I can never tell when you're actually lying. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell when you're actually lying, Liz. <laughs> That's horrible. Horrible. <laughs> Terrible. I'm just checking in the back end of YouTube uh right now to see if we got the the video. Yep, late. Well, it's 
Stupid. I actually titled it Late Late Night Elder Scrolls because I forgot to switch the title. But um, I'm going to just switch it up right now, right here. It's episode 191. And we are calling this Warden and Pax Report. Sure. Okay. This other guy has got to be so mad at me because I keep forgetting I'm playing a game. <laughs> All right. And uh, turning the stream back on right now. So, podcast listeners, um, not too sure if uh, if you if you like what's going on right now, the old uh, look and feel of this. If uh, if you don't, uh, or if you've got some some sort of uh, thought about it, one way or the other, uh, send us an email at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail dot com. Um, well, know. I'm sure the transition they may may not, but you, you're talking about the rest of the show, right? Yeah, talking about the rest okay. of the show. The transition. They, I'm not I'm not too sure if that was if that was cool or not cool, but. Hopefully, hopefully they like it. I, I don't yeah, know. but the other guy played an Odaving. What's that? The other guy played the Odaving with Oda two eyes. Odaving. Oh, it's almost you... like a umlaut with right. two eyes. You're we're, you're playing Legends. I forgot. Well, are we live? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. I don't know what we're doing. You know what I know? I paid 30 bucks for breakfast this morning. That's ridiculous. I didn't pay for it, but somebody else. <laughs> Did you eat breakfast in New York? Yes. That's why you paid $30. <laughs> Welcome to New York prices. <laughs> Good God. This is why people here iPads make iPads everywhere. Six digits a so year and weird. are still poor. <laughs> so weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, so, uh, we're back, we're back live and, uh, hello, hello, Twitch. Thanks for, for hanging out with us and, uh, podcast listeners. Thank you for your patience as we transition. Um, so, so Mike, uh, let's get back more into this. Uh, what else have you been doing in game? If anything else? Uh, it's mostly just housing stuff. I mean, I've been doing the crafting writs and unlike Mark who needed to spend two hours to find butterfly mm -hmm. wings, uh, most of mine have been clothing writs, and uh, so I've been able to get enough to get all six of the um, uh, crafting stations and the die station from Master Ritz, along with the ebony armor uh, uh, motif. So, a lot wow. of crafting writs. <laughs> Great. Have you gotten anything good out of those crafting writs? Like, you know, something uh, for, for, like, furniture crafting? Well, yeah, so what you do is you do your regular writs, and then you get a, a master writ um, that appears every so often. And uh, with the master writ, uh, it'll tell you, okay, like I have a sealed blacksmithing writ here. It says, craft a rubidite sword, epic quality, trait charge, Kagernax hope, ancient orc uh, style. And you get six vouchers from it. And when you get enough vouchers, I think it's like 35, 36 vouchers, you can get a... Um, a crafting station for your house. And so, you know, times seven of those stations, that's fairly decent. And then the ebony armor motif is 300 of those crafting writs, vouchers. Hmm. So at between two and seven vouchers for your average uh, writs, that's quite a bit of them. Uh, now, I have been lucky. Dave MG has had a couple that he cannot use, uh, 
because of whatever style he's missing and he has sent them to me and uh, I've used those to buy some of the uh, uh, crafting tables uh, that are outside for the guild hall. So thank you, Dave, for that. Oh, that's uh, nice. But yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Um, you know what would be nice? If they let you, uh, if they physically gave you a prompt uh, to say, no, I don't want this writ or yes, I do want this writ. Uh, well, it because, comes up and then it's you got to click accept or goodbye. Yeah, but goodbye feels like you're going to get rid of it and you can't do anything about it. So it, it, that just feels that way. It, you know, no, but keep for later or no, but sell or something. I don't know. Mm. But it, I, I really feel like it needs to let you know that it's okay to not accept it because you can sell it or whatever. Really think it's a good idea, Devs. <laughs> okay. Um, I I got nothing for that. I mean, I, I I don't have an issue with that one way or the other. I don't know if anyone else here does, but sounds fine to me. Yeah. Um. All right. So I uh, because I was sick, uh, I had to take off of late late night Elder Scrolls all week last week. But um, but it is back and um. Um, I am now doing uh, doing late late night Elder Scrolls with uh, with ESOTR guild member Zephin. Uh, we're doing uh, we're doing dungeons together in, in ESO. He's now the uh, the new official co-host for uh, late late night Elder Scrolls, and uh, Zephin and I are going to be uh, just doing what we normally do, just uh, kicking ass in in uh, in dungeons. Um, in, in no, that's ESO. what Zephin usually does. That's what that's what Zephin does, and I'm just going to be around <laughs> for the ride. <laughs> um, but we are actually going to be doing uh, a little a little single player stuff too eventually, um, where uh, where you know he he's going to be uh, either either playing an Elder Scrolls game uh, or I am, and we're just going to be on the other end, just you know snickering and commenting and laughing and talking, um, having a good time. Uh, one of the things I'm super excited about on this is um, <clears throat> Zephin loves Morrowind. And, you know, he knows Morrowind like the back of his hand. And, um, you know, it's one of my least favorite Elder Scrolls games. Um, and it's so dated now. It's really hard to to re-enter um, Morrowind. And it's tough to stream it because it crashes when you tab out and all this nonsense. So, um, y- you know... One of the things I'm excited about is Zephin streaming Morrowind and and him sort of just like showing us, you know how how a pro you know does it how 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 a pro gets into gets into to Morrowind and um, that certainly has never been me and um, it's going to be great to see a little bit of that as well. So late late night Elder Scrolls uh, usually starts off around two in the morning Eastern time on our Twitch channel twitch.tv slash Quest Gaming Network. Um, we do it about, about four times a week. Uh, so, so follow us on Twitter at Elder Scrolls OTR uh, to to see if we're if we're going to be streaming that night. Uh, I'll tell you right now, there's not going to be a late late night Elder Scrolls tonight. Um, I am going into Manhattan early tomorrow morning to uh, sort of look at the baseball center space and start uh, planning like the physical space and how we want to hold like like the logistics of QGN Con. We're gonna start. Uh, we're starting to plan that. Um, so I'm gonna be. So I got to get up early. So no, no late night stream tonight. Um, but tomorrow night, Tuesday night, uh, we are Zephyr and I are gonna be uh, heating up those late night airwaves, baby. 
Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so that's gonna be good. Um, <clears throat> been playing uh, Legends again. I've been enjoying that. Um, I reevaluate of Arwen's uh, champion points, and uh, he's. If he's... Arwen, you mean your character, and yeah, not me. Yeah, not... <laughs> like I don't walk around with like you know champion points, uh, you know, at at my back. Um, yeah, my character of Arwen. Uh, I, I reevaluated his champion points and reallocated them, and now he's a far stronger tank. I ended up getting um, more um, more champion, uh, more uh, more health points out of out of that deal. Um, last night, uh, while while streaming uh, late late night Elder Scrolls, um, Zephan and I ran into uh, veteran Darkshade Caverns, and I got the Engine Guardian helm for my tank set. Woo! Yes, uh, something I have been going looking at to to get for quite some time. Finally you know got it. Some min max are out there going. God, nobody uses that anymore. <laughs> That's so not best in slot, bro. Uh... <laughs> Liz, I was just thinking that <laughs> <laughs> because it's true. You can't please everybody. Well, it certainly pleases me, and even though it's not best in slot, I feel bad, but <laughs> that's all right. Oh, Mike. Mike, see, you... that's what's going to happen when people get the get the warden. Is that anybody playing that warden? They're going to even if they don't feel like they're they're underpowered or just you know their stuff spread out too much, they're going to be told that if they take that anywhere, and that's what sucks. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Um, it was an upgrade for me. Uh, the the engine guardian said it's, it's an upgrade. And um, I'm I'm uh, I'm happy to have it, and uh, hopefully uh, it'll allow me to to be a stronger tank, so I can go after far uh, more difficult content, maybe in trials, uh, and get even better upgrades. Yay! Um, it does mean, however, that my Maw of Infernal Set, which uh, kicked out my Daedroth, uh, which I aptly named Harambe, uh, oh, will, will no longer. <laughs> Uh, will no longer no longer be u- in use. So unfortunately, I had to retire Harambe from my uh, from my gameplay. Um, I am gonna miss. I am gonna miss him. It's like it's like losing him all over again. Unfortunately. <laughs> God, um, so, <laughs> I know I'm a little odd, but whatever. Anyway, that's that's kind of been my gameplay. Um, I have I have been uh, kicking some uh, some some butt. And by I mean kicking butt, uh, not kicking butt, in, in Cyrodiil and the Imperial City Sewers, doing the exploration uh, that I had challenged everyone to go out there and do. I challenged you. Go out there into Cyrodiil or the Imperial City Sewers and just explore and have a good time. And uh, we've got some great feedback on that. So um, I really uh, I really appreciate the, you know, the feedback that we did receive on that. Unfortunately, some of those emails did not make it into the show today. Uh, we're doing a little backtracking on that. Uh, so so the emails that are in the show today were from the episode we tried to produce last week, but we couldn't because I got sick. Um, so so we're doing a little backtracking on that. But next episode, we're going to get some um, some uh, some extra emails uh, from from folks who, who went out there into Cyrodiil and just explored. Didn't even do the PvP, just explored. Um... As far as the the challenge for this week, I'm going to keep the same challenge. 
um, only because I want I want to get more feedback on this too, um, because the the feedback that we have gotten has been so positive, um, and I, I do feel like we have a little catching up we we need to do on on some of the feedback that has been coming in. So I want to encourage you to const to uh, to to continually go out and do this for the next uh, the next two more weeks. Your it, it it still stands the the current gameplay challenge still stands. If you haven't had a chance yet to do this, this is your chance to do it now. Or if you haven't had a chance to email us or tweet us, this is your chance to do it now. Uh, for the next two more weeks, your your challenge in Elder Scrolls Online is to explore Cyrodiil. Don't PvP. Go and explore it. And, and do the same thing for the Imperial City and the Imperial City sewers. Explore it. Watch out for those bannermen, but explore it. And uh, come out with... Um, I guarantee you, if you just go out there and see what's out there, you're going to you're going to come out with some sort of adventure you weren't expecting, and that's what I want you to email me about. I want you to tell me that story of that adventure, or that thing that you found, or that piece of lore that you found that you weren't expecting was going to be out there. Like, for example, the moth priest, um, the the uh, the the moth priest sanctuary that I found in the Ebonheart Pact territory. Really, really cool books in there about Moth Priest lore that um, I wasn't expecting to find any of this. And I was just roaming around. I'm a DC character, or I was a DC character uh, at the time. I'm deep in Ebonheart Pack territory, and I, I just ran inside this building. It, tended, it, it ended up being a a uh, Moth Priest sanctuary, and I, I learned a lot of awesome stuff about um, how Moth Priests sort of train and you know their their final reading of of uh, the Elder Scroll when they finally lose their sight, and it was really good stuff. So um, I'm encouraging you guys to go out there again. Uh, send us those emails on your your adventure that you weren't expecting to have, just simply exploring in Cyrodiil. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun reading that on the show. Okay, um, Mike. This week in Tamrielic holidays, good sir. Okay, so this week. Hermaeus Mora Summoning Day, First Seed the Fifth. In Daggerfall, this is the summoning day for Hermaeus Mora. First Seed the Seventh, First Planting. On the seventh of the first seed every year, the people of Glenumbra celebrate first planting, symbolically sowing the seeds for the autumnal harvest. It is a festival of fresh beginnings, both for the crops and for the men and women of the city. Neighbors are reconciled in their disputes, resolutions are formed, bad habits are dropped, and diseases are cured. The clerics at the temples run a free clinic all day long to cure people of poisoning, different diseases, paralysis, and other banes found in the world of Tamriel. The Day of Waiting, First Seed the Ninth. The Day of Waiting is a very old holy day among certain settlements on the, the Dragontail Mountains. Every year at this time, a dragon is supposed to come out of the desert and devour the wicked, so everyone locks themselves inside. I guess if I was threatened that a dragon would come eat me, I'd lock myself up too, I guess. Probably wait around, right? Dave, wait. Yeah, I don't think I'd wait for that. Nah. He's hiding under the counter like Ralphie's little brother in the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> Dragons come eat Ralphie! <laughs> You know, shoot are, your dragon out. I mean, <laughs> dragons are not going to kill Ralphie. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. Do you yeah. want some chocolate milk? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. <laughs> and now for the two most interesting moments of your entire existence, the two moons horoscope. <laughs> the timetable just keeps going up. <laughs> <laughs> with my friend Jazzle Tar. 
this one finds himself pressed back into the Queen's service after having uncovered a plot to use goblins in the Veiled Queen's army. This one found himself in Skywash, where a, a man with Razumdar's voice wanted a word. The crazy sugar cat convinced this one to infiltrate the training grounds of the Veiled Heritage. Who is more crazy sugar cat, this one wonders. At the end of this, one unveiled the Veiled Queen. She was not too happy, but maybe a bit too modest. Now that the veil is lifted, let us peek on what is in the heavenly bodies. Today is the home and Alkash in conjunction. So I was supposed to say, today, Jode and Alkash are in conjunction. Stupid spell check. I blame Bell. <laughs> that gives us all a need for more security, stability, and harmony at home. It is a day more for spending time with loved ones rather than dealing with businesses. Perhaps if the Veiled Queen knew this, she would still wear the veil. So until our next meeting, may Warm Sands be in your future. Ah, Jasutar, thank you so much. I appreciate that. However, I'd like to say, I think the Veiled Queen wears the veil because maybe she's not as attractive as the current queen, no? Oh, no, she's not as attractive. Oh, well. But, you know, God, you guys are pigs. Reason <laughs> for the veil. Hey, you know, say it, don't spray it, please. <laughs> all right um mark mark you still out there yeah yeah just uh listening along shaking my head (laughs) sipping your sipping your uh sipping your molson ice and uh and maple syrup (laughs) just uh, getting my trained horde of beavers to bring me another (laughs) Trying to wow. get you to call me a hoser. I love it when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you mind, good sir, reading our first email here from Thaladin the Paladin? Oh, no problem, you hoser. <laughs> <laughs> Dear ESOTR and or classic, it's been a great week in ESOTR. <laughs> are you, are you, I, I'm laughing. I'm are you Canadian or are you Scottish? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm laughing. I can't hold it. It's, it's like a leprechaun. <laughs> it's been a great week in ESOT. Uh, it's yeah, it's been a great week in ESOTR for the following reasons. I've uh, chosen to pick up the gauntlet that you've th- uh, you had thrown down for the weekly challenge in ESO to help or do something nice for another player and expect nothing in return. I spent the week running trials for uh, for randoms in, with my guild to help gear those who do not have the, the time or simply can't find a group with enough patience to teach them the mechanics. All the gear the guild and myself had looted were given to the other six members of the group, which increased uh, their damage, healing, and tanking characters a lot. And it felt really good to give more players the opportunity to run through and complete trials they had not done before. It's sad when elitist groups of players exclude others when it's just a game to have fun. Thank you. Show the love. Show, uh, th- thank you. Love the show. Love you all. From the warm sands of my heart, Jesse Thaladin, the, uh, yeah, Jess Thaladin the Paladin. Aww. Hmm. Well, we love you too there, Jesse. Um, Mark, you got any anything on, on this? No, no, that's just... Yeah, that's uh, that's the way it kind of should be. Yeah, just spend. You know, like if you do, if you're really enjoying yourself and you've got the time, and you've 
mastered pretty much everything, take the time and help someone else who uh, who isn't as as uh, who hasn't had the time to really invest and figure out this stuff. I mean, really, the the game works best when people help each other out, and not uh, well. I am. I you know I am fiftieth uh, or you you have not mastered this already, uh, so we're not even going to let you consider. Com- we're not even going to consider running it with you. Right. Uh, okay, this one comes from Koroth, who says Avarin Koroth here. Enjoyed your micro blog this morning and just wanted to let you know that you have my personal support. You guys do a great job, and the effort you put into the shows. Uh, the effort you put into it shows in every episode. I think folks will appreciate the fact that you care enough about the quality of the show that you are wanting to try something new. I look forward to Friday from Koroth. So Koroth here is talking about the um, <clears throat> the new format that we're trying out, which uh, seems to have uh, been getting some some really really nice praise. Um, so uh, I I appreciate uh, you know Koroth uh, what you're saying here. And um, Liz, you, you you seem pretty knocked out by the uh, the micro blog idea as well, right? Well, I need to get my information. Like hell, am I going to read it? So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'd I'd rather have the Yankee accent in my ear telling me what I need to know instead of me having to actually. Yeah. Well, I I, I know in your own way. Uh, I appreciate that too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, so the the idea behind behind this new format is uh, really just trying to um, improve the quality of life for for the hosts. Um, have like a, a laid back sort of sort of a stream, but also uh, to sort of move with uh, move with the times a bit. You know, the, the times of of, of hard uh, hard bumpers and whatnot seems to be uh, moving away from from the podcast. Um, uh, from 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 podcasting, people don't really look for that anymore, and and I've been getting some feedback saying, you know, honestly, it's just annoying. Um, so I appreciate that, and uh, we're trying to uh, to grow and, and move beyond after after five years of doing the show. It's time to sort of rethink our lives. <laughs> it's, it's time to you know rethink uh, the way we we do this and um, do a little outside the box thinking. Um, when I don't have the ability to do a two hour production. You know, uh, the micro blog is, is nice to be able to sit down with you folks and just say, Hey, by the way, this is what's new. And, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it more in depth in on the show. Um, versus not having anything at all, which is something that we've been, we've been doing. Um, we canceled a lot of, a lot of shows last year. And, um, I don't really like that. I don't, I don't like doing that. And unfortunately it's become all too common for us. Um, so unfortunately, if we have to cancel a show, maybe I can push out a micro blog where there's something there to keep everyone up to date. Um, Liz, you still in the notes? Uh, no, I'm not. All right. Um, I couldn't see him anyway. I really can't see right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we, we just love your commenting. So that's, that's fine. Too. <laughs> uh, Mike, uh, what, can you read this little blurb here from Alex? Yeah, do you want me to read the – there's two of them from Alex. So yeah. I was just wondering if you guys have an active PS4 Xbox One guild for ESO. And then it says, greeting ESOTR crew. I was curious as to whether you guys had console guilds or not. My wife and I play on PS4 and would like to join if you do. I would also like to know if you guys give your tunes backstories. 
like what they did before the plane melt? If so, would I would be interested in hearing them. I hope you guys continue with this awesome podcast. It has made some long work days and long service runs a lot more enjoyable. Thank you, Alex. I think we did this one last time. <laughs> Um, well, we might have. It doesn't sound uh, familiar to me, though. Well, Maybe in any event, I don't know. Um, we are we are working on the Xbox One Guild. Uh, we're we're trying to uh, to revitalize that a little bit. Um, the the guild leader there, his name is uh, his name is Jonesy. Um, I was talking to him uh, last week, and uh, we are going to try and um, we're going to try and get that revitalized. Uh, the PS4 Guild is still active. Uh, you can message me on on PlayStation Network, uh, Rojas1096, that's R-O-J-A-S, 1096. Uh, just send me a blurb. Just say, hey, you know, just looking to get in um, to the, just looking to get into the, um, into the Guild, and I'll, I'll invite you into the Guild as soon as I possibly can. Or you can DM me on uh, on Twitter as well, at Avarwin, E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. My DMs are open for everybody, uh, so so there's that. Um, as far as backstories, I don't know, guys. Does anyone here have a backstory for any of their characters beyond the plane meld? Uh, most of mine do, but really? not like overly extensive. I have yeah. never had a backstory ever. What about you, Mark? Yeah, I've got a basic backstory for my main character, and one or two for the uh, for some of the really low-level characters I just have sitting around. I feel deficient. I, I didn't even occur to me to do this. Um, Mark and then Mike. Uh, Mark, tell me tell me one of the uh, the backstories a little bit that most excites you, and then Mike as well. Tell me a little bit of one of your backstories. Well, basically, um, my, my main, my uh, Imperial heavy armor, nothing but heavy armor Templar tank, um... I basically have this backstory in my head where he was raised by uh, a family of orcs in Rothgar and he went sword, you know, really focused on learning sword and shield because it was basically a way he couldn't stand up to dealing with, uh, you know, the practice fights where everyone was using two handed weapons. So it was like, okay, well, this little bit of extra protection eventually grows up, heads back to, uh, south, joins the Legion. Um, goes up in the ranks and then basically gets caught up in the plate uh, um, as the the cult of you know as the cult um, is infiltrating Imperial City. He finds some evidence and basically gets turned in uh, or you know given over to the cult and they sacrifice him and then the game starts. <laughs> okay. Uh, what about you, Mike? So my character is Zafinderel there. Um, he uh, ends up being a traveling merchant that is out on business for uh, uh, the tribunal's uh, temple and finds himself in the Daggerfall Covenant area uh, when the entire thing starts. And now his entire goal is to make his way back to uh, Deshaun uh, as speedily as possible. So he hasn't actually done any of the main quest line because he's not uh, the, uh, um, the, you know, the the message yeah. so okay. that's been his entire backstory all right um i had one for uh now that i think of it for for marlo but i, I don't remember exactly what that was i was actually going to do a, a youtube series on on just him being um 
being fine. Yeah. Be like a. Like I mean, a, what? Oh. Like a Dragonite or some kind, but I, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> um, that, that, I only mentioned it because I just, I just literally remembered I had something for him. I don't remember what it was. Um. All right, Mark. Uh, this this one here from uh, Ellis. Hi, guys, and the stunning Liz. Oh. I was wondering, do you think the assassination of Titus Mead II could be used as a plot point in Elder Scrolls VI, as the next Emperor could blame it on the Thalmor, and it, it could set off the next Great War? Keep up the great work, guys, and Liz, you're a Thuwim pal, Ellis. Well, take it away, Mark. Um, Honestly, I think that it is something they have to address, because... The way they set things up, it seems that uh, it's very diametrically opposed. You know, there's two extremely diametrically opposed um, options with the Brotherhood. Either it has been completely destroyed in Skyrim, yeah, um, or the Emperor is is assassinated. And I can't imagine them not or including a quest line where the Emperor is assassinated and not using it. Um, I don't know that it will be a major plot point because it's something that would kind of basically. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure it would be a major plot point. I think that whatever happens next, they'll want to continue sort of the the Cold War between the Empire and the uh, Dominion, but I don't think it's ready to go hot yet. The Empire. Um, the Empire accepted the White Gold Concordant because they needed time to basically rebuild the legions, yeah. and they haven't had enough time. And th whereas the Thalmor, they themselves need to rebuild after being repelled from the Imperial City, and they need longer to rebuild than the Imperials do, so they're trying to basically finish dismantling the Empire in order to prevent the, Empire, the Imperials from having the resources they need to properly stage an attack. Mm. So I think they're going to focus more on the Cold War, and we probably won't see the war go hot until they are ready to go to, say, the Somerset Isles or uh, Valenwood. I, I figure we've got maybe another two Elder Scrolls games before they're at that point. Wow. Maybe. So, so basically another 20 years. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Because it's going to be a long time before we see another Elder Scrolls game for, from Bethesda, that's for sure. Yeah, well, the, on... the third era lasted from Arena to Oblivion. So I, I figure they're not going to end the fourth era that quickly. And I kind of figure the fourth era will be defined by um, this conflict with between the Empire and the Thalmor. That's interesting. It's an interesting way of, of looking at it. That uh, We've sort of seen the the uh the roots of of the next possible 20 years of storytelling from Bethesda with the Elder Scrolls in Skyrim that's kind of cool i hope so i hope that's true yeah um okay let's uh let's get this one from Lotus of Doom on on the PlayStation 4 who says greetings greetings ESOTR crew i've never written in for a challenge though i usually try and do them each time I figured I'd give you my challenge story this time because my friends were laughing pretty hard at how awful this went for me. Makes a decent story, though. 
I was in Stone Falls just doing whatever at the bank, and I see a, a call in the zone chat for help with Fungal Grotto 2. I need a better Viper's Sting Shield to complete my new PvP set and decided I'll totally help these guys out and maybe get, I'll get lucky with my shield drop at the same time. I ask if they need a 561 tank and they immediately send me a group invite. Off to the dungeon we go. I ask if everyone knows how this works and they respond, yes. They've been running it, um, they've been running it for XP and a Viper's Sting Dagger Drop. I let them know that in case I get the dagger or sword with sharpened as a trait, as that'll be what they want, I'll gladly give it to them free of charge. The levels vary among us, and I'm the only 561 in the group, but I quickly noticed they are taking a lot of damage just from the trash goblins and spiders. To continue my attempt at being helpful, <laughs> I let them know I have the sustainability to keep myself up, so if they just want to focus on healing each other and damage, I'll keep aggro so they only need to avoid AoEs. The interest of keeping this at least relatively brief, they'll coll they collectively died 11 times to trash mobs and wiped at every single boss, which caused a team wipe three times at the boss who locks you in chains as the phantoms lower the spear in you. Uh, I can heal I can heal through oh. most, but the mechanics kill uh, the mechanics kills unfortunately. Uh, which boss is that? I forget her uh, name. Yeah, is that the Praxin? first major boss there in that room? Is her name Praxin? Praxin Dure? Is that it? Oh. Or no, that's that's no, that's another. That's another one. Anyway, um, they keep apologizing, and I assure them I'll, I'll help them through, and I'm not quitting. We just need to keep focused uh -huh. and avoid the red AoE from boss attacks. Nearly three hours later, after playing more of a DPS and healer myself than I, can com than, than I feel comfortable with being a tank, we emerged victorious. Uh -huh. And they are ecstatic. Uh -huh. Would my payoff for this kind... Would this... Would my payoff for this kind kind deed be met with the shield I so coveted? No. Nope, not even close. Oh. I get the god roll sharpened... <laughs> I get the sharpened dagger. And true to my word, I give it to one of the people who was unaware that dodging attacks in a dungeon is a good way to stay alive. Oh. <laughs> Moral of the story, never do anything nice. I'm just kidding, of course. It was a painful experience, but it gave me a new respect for playing with my experienced groups, and I'm glad I helped them. Though, yeah. even though I may have lied about ever completing Fungal Grotto 2. Thanks for the show. Hope this at least gave you a chuckle. Sincerely, Lotus of Doom on the PlayStation 4. Oh, <laughs> Well, Lotus of Doom, I really appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, uh, listen... Karma, karma works both ways, and I'm sure you've got a, a, a mighty, a mighty hefty gift coming, coming at you for for that uh, for keeping your patience, keeping your cool, and being a mentor to those guys. Uh, all right, we got one email left, guys, uh, and uh, Mike, I would like for you to read that, please. All righty. So here we are. Very end there, Leon. So greetings from Texas, where it was. 80 plus the other day. I think I'll leave it at that. 
I just wanted to send you all at QGN a thank you. I've been listening off and on to ESOTR since right before ESO came out. Even when I left the game, I listened to Classic, Dragon Age OTR, and Fallout OTR, and Katie Radio. I threw in the occasional ESOTR just to stay updated. I recently came back to ESO, thanks Housing and Morrowind, and decided to ask to join the ESOTR, ESO Guild, which you let me in. So I wanted to say thanks. I tend to lurk more than I chat. I'm kind of shy in real life. The ESO Guild is the first MMO guild I have ever joined that I did not know someone personally in real life that I have ever played with, and guess that's what I wanted to say. Listening to all of you over the years, I feel like I know you, so it wasn't hard to convince myself to ask to join. So thank you for all that you do, for taking the time to let all of us into your lives and listen to the obvious friendship you have with one another, and to discuss these games we know and love. I've spent many a day listening and re-listening to your podcast, and you bring joy into others' lives. Thank you. Aww. Sorry it's a long one. Leon at Grandhammer. I tried to send through your website, but it didn't seem to work, so I'm retrying through email. Okay. Um, well, I... I... Leon, thank you very much. That's that's uh, very nice, and uh, I'm glad you're able to get into the guild and welcome, of course. All right, folks. Well, uh, this is the end of our show, and uh, hopefully, uh, streamers and uh, and podcast listeners enjoyed the uh, the extended version of the show. Um, if you like the show, maybe you want to check out Classic Classic Elder Scrolls, which uh, is recording next week. Um, also, we do streaming here as well, uh, like Dancing with Daggers every Friday at 10.30 p.m. and Late late Night Elder Scrolls, 2 a.m. Eastern, four times a week. Uh, to see if we're uh, streaming tonight, follow us on Twitter, at Elder Scrolls OTR. Uh, if you enjoy our show here, you're probably going to enjoy some of other other shows here that we do on, on QGN, like KD Radio, Shalene and Vendatron every, every other Friday. Uh, jumping into, uh, it's going to be, well, KD Radio is our, our general gaming and retro gaming podcast. Um, it's it's, uh, it's available on, on YouTube uh, as well as podcast through questgamingnetwork.com. Um, they, they run a great show. It's a lot of fun. And uh, they, just, uh, they just went through um, their first impressions of, the, uh, of Breath of the Wild. Um, so you want to you want to check that out? They'll too. probably do the Mass Effect that comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, I believe there is uh, a a um, video they've got on QuestGamingNetwork.com. Let me just uh, do- double check here. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda with a Shalene and Vendatron. So so give that a check. It's on uh, QuestGamingNetwork.com. And uh, when you watch that video, that's that's what you're getting for for QGD uh, for for KD Radio rather. Uh, they are they are an awesome duo, Shalene yeah. and Vendatron. Um, speaking of QGDND, it's uh, QGDND is our quest is Quest Gaming Network's Dungeons and Dragons podcast with Mark, our dungeon master. Uh, Mark, what's uh, what's going on on QGDND lately? Uh, well, basically we uh, uh, we've been sort of biweekly for the last little bit just because busy on my end, but uh, that looks like it's smoothing out. So we should be getting back to uh, to weekly again. Speaking of which, uh, tomorrow morning we'll see the release of the latest episode of our Curse of Strahd campaign. All right. So 
Yeah. We okay. have uh, we have a backlog of about three months of that. So wow, we are we are good for a while. Good for a while on that. All right, folks. Uh, don't forget to uh, check out our website, questgamingnetwork.com. Uh, if you'd like to uh, listen, if you're a huge fan of uh, of the show, of QGD and D, of KD Radio, um, of Quest Gaming Network in general, don't forget we've got a brand new QGN shop with uh, some some really nice apparel on there. Uh, I've gotten some good comments about the uh, the hoodies, uh, the T-shirts that we have as well, and the mugs. Uh, we just put up some uh, people have been asking for mouse pads. We put that up as well. Um, so so we've got uh, all of this stuff brought to you by Spreadshirt uh, on QuestGamingNetwork.com. Just just click on that uh, QGN shop tab on the uh, the top of the website and uh, peruse around. And uh, I'm taking your suggestions. And, um, you know, if you want to, uh, if there's something on, on the store, if there's, if there's something that's not on the store that you would like to see, let me know and we'll see if we can get it up there for you. All right, guys, final thoughts, starting with Liz. Hey, uh, I was really caught off guard. I was trying to read the chat room and I really can't see it. <laughs> all right. Uh, Sorry. that's okay. Uh, Mike. So hopefully, uh, everybody had a good show and, uh, we'll see you. Tomorrow for QGD&D. And Mark? Yeah. Uh, Mike took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, Road for initiative, <laughs> I won. Ha-ha. Uh, great show, everyone. Once again, a uh, big thank you to uh, to Mike for getting all that great information from PAX. Uh, and to uh, Mark and Liz, thank you very much for uh, hanging out with uh, hanging out with me tonight and, and for um, for all the, uh, the comments that you made today uh, and for being here. And um, and to Rob, I hope uh, hope you feel better, man. We'll uh, we'll see you we'll see you soon. Yeah. Um, I know the the in game video game thing is it's really awkward right now. I know. Um, just just watching our characters just do nothing in the game is not fun. Um, we're I'm trying to brainstorm it. We'll figure something out. Uh, we tried to have a little fun today in game, but unfortunately, you guys couldn't hear the information that, that um, Mike was trying to give us. So uh, that's that's gonna get cut out um so yeah, something's overriding the, the sound coming through i guess is what's going on i'm yeah. not sure what i'm not sure but um i'll get it handled i'll get it figured out i'm, I'm pretty good at brainstorming these kinds of things we'll we'll figure out what's going on so we can continually produce a, a uh, um an entertaining show across all the platforms that we do offer it on so um take care with that take care everyone be safe and May the foos be with you.